0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes.
1: Yo.
2: Be what will, feeling reg. Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's Crabsidee, we're here to fill the void. Three black bands, different perspective, gotta fill your voice. Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between, yeah, it's all that. And we're down with fight for better fallback. Coming for respect, we connect like a fall bat. No need to double check, these are all facts. You're listening to what's top raps. You're listening to us talk graps, Will, Phil, and Reg. Yeah, we're grapsity here to talk graps.
3: Yeah, we're grapsity here to talk graps.
2: Yo,
4: you know what it is? It's Saturday. This is Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay. Of course, I'm here with my co host, Righteous Reg.
2: In the building, it's your boy, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. It's Saturday. There's been a lot of lot of dope stuff going on. Been having a great week, but man, we are capping it off. Very dope today. Uh, I'm excited about this one, Phil. Like I said on Twitter, I don't usually study when we have a guest. Like, we have a guest. I'm like, all right, we uh, it's going to talk wrestling. Like, this is going to be easy. This time, I'm like, yo, I got to check out everything that this guy has ever done. Um, Phil, when we started this podcast, we wanted to have a rapper come on and talk some wrestling with us. You made a, a goals list this year. And uh, for us to achieve it this way, I did never imagine that we could have a crossover like this. So today we have a legendary battle rapper joining us here on Grapsity DNA, how you doing today, my bro?
3: I'm doing great, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. You know, what I mean, I just was tweeting out the um the YouTube so everybody on my end could tune in. But um, yeah, man, I'm glad to be here, man. I've seen a lot of work that y'all been doing, um, y'all podcast, fightful in general, to the wrestling mm-hmm. coaching community, and um, you know, what I mean, it's amazing work. So I'm just happy I could be here and be, you know, what I mean, a, a part of it.
4: Man, appreciate you coming through. I was saying before we went live, uh, our former co-host you know used to have arcade in the background so it's like we're back man we got nba jam in the background uh what's going on with you
3: chilling 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 so yeah like i mean because the, the way the camera is set up i wish i had like the 360 my my girl got it upstairs i would have rotated it but i got the i got the wrestlemania arcade the original one so okay. yeah that's, okay yeah, that's something that, yeah, yeah Yeah, so i'll be tuning in doing the clown or all, all them characters on there <laughs> But yeah, are nah, you currently that, man? I'm just um I'm blessed, man. Just continuing to work, man. Um finding new avenues, uh to you know what I mean, bring light on battle rap, bring light on myself, you know what I mean. So definitely.
2: I was gonna ask, uh, are you currently preparing for a battle at the moment?
3: Um nah. So um in these later days, like of my career, or whatever, in terms of battle rap, I don't I don't really battle as much as I used to. Um, right. Just because I got so many other things going on, so many other things that I'm trying to push. And I feel like I already displayed to the world, you know what I mean, what, what I'm capable of doing there. So now when I when I do battle, it has to be a very significant battle of importance or it's, um, you know what I mean, to bring light on other um, other cultures into it, like what I just did with Charlie Clips. So more so like a demonstration. Like for anybody that doesn't know what we do, you know what I mean, I'll always be um, ready to display that, because now just off of that one little, we did one round, we didn't even do three, but off of that one round battle, the attention that's been brought of people, because I feel like those worlds of wrestling and battle rap has always been there, but I just feel like nobody has really went out their way to connect it. So off of that one event that I did, like the traction that's been coming from it is like amazing, so...
4: Yeah, uh, man. If people did not watch that, um uh, it is up on YouTube. You can watch um, DNA and uh, Charlie clips uh, from Halloween Havoc. Uh, mm-hmm. Dope show. Uh, definitely cool to see um, wrestling and battle rapid merge. Had Samoa Joe in the building. Had a uh, top dollar in the building. Uh, how did that come together?
3: Um. Well, actually, I um I had a relationship with Samoa Joe for over ten years. So, okay. so boy Joe, you know what I mean? Shout out to shout out to him. He's actually um responsible for me going to my first WWE event ever. So okay. that's how we really connected. You know what I mean? My stepson was a um big wrestling fan, and I kind of had got out of wrestling because I was a big attitude era wrestling fan. That's why our podcast is the attitude era. And um, right. I just never I just never got to see any of my favorite wrestlers live. So um Once my stepson was saying that he wanted to watch wrestling, I'm like, yo, I talked to Samoa Joe, and he didn't believe me. But he's like, (laughs) I never, I just talked to Samoa Joe. You know, regularly, like, he watched battle rap. I knew what he was doing in wrestling, but I wasn't tapped in, tapped in. So um, he didn't believe me. So I was like, yo, let me ask him about SummerSlam. And he actually wound up giving me tickets. That's the first time I met him. And we always kept in contact, connected, go to shows, and meet up with him, hang out. And uh, he always wanted to come to a bad rap event, but his schedule just never permitted. So when I had seen him, I ran into him at the AEW Grand Slam event um, back in September. And I was like, yo, I got this Halloween Havoc thing going on in October and it's all wrestling. So he was like, yo, if I ain't come to anything else, I gotta be here for this one. And then, um, you know what I mean? The rest is history pulled up. And with um with AJ Francis' top dollar... Uh, he just seen me promoting it on Twitter and I didn't even know he watched battle rap and he timed in like, yo, I gotta be there. And then I DM'd him and he really pulled up. So it was it was amazing.
4: Yeah, uh Dallas also said that he wants to jump in there and do
3: some battle rap. I mean Yeah, so so right now, I'm gonna give you all exclusive. Like right now, we actually um we we definitely were gonna do other wrestling bar battle events, but I like being creative. So right now, we're in the process of setting up a Battle Rumble, where it's going to follow the concept of the Royal Rumble.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. wow. That's going to um, be nuts.
3: Yeah, and um, you know what I mean? A lot of a lot of battle rappers is going to be in there, but wrestlers is entering it too. So we're really going to merge. Yo. this so it's going to be crazy. Yeah, so we, we just came up with the format of how we're going to do it. It's going to take place in Tampa the same weekend as the Royal Rumble. So... Yeah, it's going to be crazy. So uh, I don't know. Hopefully one day we can get AJ in there. But for now, he's definitely on his, um, you know, Vince McMahon with me setting up these events behind the scenes. It's <laughs> so, working. It's
4: working. Nah, that, that sounds dope, man.
2: Definitely keep us posted on that one.
3: For
2: sure. You know, um, the beyond you having this Halloween Havoc event, you're so synonymous as a battle rapper with wrestling bars like... This isn't a new thing for you like throughout your entire career you've thrown wrestling bars in there. I as a rapper for a while it was like when I would say wrestling things it felt corny like I would rap wrestling stuff to people and they'd be like what is this guy talking about like what what like why wh- why are you saying these things and like recently over the last a bunch of years battle rappers like you uh, rappers like Westside Gun have brought wrestling to the forefront and made it look dope instead of like looking corny uh what what was your motivation behind adding so many wrestling bars in there and did you think it would connect so much with the battle rap community
3: um so I mean like when, when I'm coming up with material I always like to pull from you know uh from my Rolodex of like what I have a lot of information on. So wrestling mm-hmm. happens to be one of the things that I, you know, I was privileged to watch as a child and have a lot of um, info on. But the difference from Halloween Havoc to when I'm in a real battle is I gotta tread lightly. So all my wow. all my bars in real battles are surface level, NWO, Hulk Hogan, Rock, Stone Cold, John nice. Cena maybe, you yeah, uh, know, now Roman Reigns. Um, and it was like, I forgot when I did one and I seen the reaction, because I was always skeptical. That's why I never had too many. I just had right. maybe one or two or maybe as a setup. And when they landed and then I'm watching, um, you know, Sheed Happens have one or Snake Eyes or Don Marino or Jerry West or Chess or Um the Dropout. And I'm seeing them land. I'm like, yo oh, everybody's rocking with wrestling because everybody got a wrestling bar. So it was just like, and that's how I felt. What I felt like is exactly how you felt, um, Righteous. Like, nobody really made it cool. It was always Mm -hmm. looked at, yo, you watch wrestling, you watch wrestling. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, a lot of people watch wrestling. Why are we acting like I'm the only one here that loves wrestling? We all love wrestling. Even if we don't watch wrestling now, we all watch wrestling at some point. And Tom, so I'm just like, yo, I just got to bring these worlds together and make people, you know, understand it and say it's okay. Because that's the thing with life. Nothing is cool until you make it cool. So when I first said I'm doing a Halloween Havoc event, oh, it's corny, oh, they're going to have the same lines, oh, it's not going to be nothing. A whole event about wrestling, they were frowning upon it. Now when it actually happened, it's one of the best battle events of the year. Because one is fun. At the same time, everybody still was able to take it serious while still enjoying themselves. And two, they're looking at—it's like a bunch of rappers coming with gun bars. Well, how many? Well, how many? How many guns are there? How many movies have guns in there? How many? It's, it, it never ends. So it's the same thing with wrestling. How long has wrestling been going on? So now when they actually watch the event and see, okay, so we had ten different artists and we probably got three of the same references. Now you understand that. You know what I mean? Wrestling. You could go on for days. Like, there's so many things I didn't cover. So it's just all about, you know what I mean, putting it to the forefront and people actually have to see to believe. That's like a saying that never gets old. So now that they've seen it, now it's like it's cool. And like you said, somebody that comes from the background, that West Side Gun comes from, the type of music he makes, and then shows the variation and the diversity with him as a person. Because as people... We wear many hats, right? You got to be right. a friend. You got to be a husband, a boyfriend. You have to be a father. You have to be a coworker. You, you're not limited. And I think that's the problem in just life in general. Everyone wants to have one variation of you. If you're tough, you got to be tough 24-7. or that takes away from your toughness when it's like everybody right. has different versions to themselves. And I feel like because on a commercial industry side, West Side was able to do that that helped with like me doing it on the battle rap side because now you see him doing it. And then now it makes it go, okay, well, if he could do it, then such a, you know know what I'm saying? And we coming from two different aspects. Like he just got a podcast and he's front row. You know what I mean? Looking like a million dollars at all these events. And then I'm looking at it like, yo, I see so many times they do battle rap references or they got battle rap incorporated in their storylines. Why are we not using the battle rappers to do it? So that was like my whole driving force of creating the podcast and everything else. Like just create the, um, like the connection between both worlds.
4: Yeah. Uh, speaking of the podcast, uh, uh, Attitude Era podcast, man. Like just seeing you guys, uh, get these interviews. Like I saw you guys interview Jacqueline. You guys recently interviewed Eric Bischoff, man. So you guys are not, like, just, like, we're doing a wrestling podcast. You guys are, like, actually, like, doing out here, it. like, talking to the wrestlers.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. one million percent. One million percent, we, um, we're um, we interviewing and talking to the wrestlers. Because you know what it was? I, I never want to come from a standpoint of being fake. So I never yeah. do anything that I don't love. Like, I'm not just, like, hey, I'm going to come into the wrestling community because I know it's huge and I can make money. Like, that's never my angle. So that's why I was such a niche Um, even name of the podcast, because I'm familiar with the Attitude Era podcast, so if you watch the podcast, you will see mainly Attitude Era people on there, or people that come from that time period, and then Zeta Dropout, he didn't grow up in the Attitude Era, he grew up uh, in Rufus Aggression, PG Era on, so that's Mm -hmm. why, you know, we have the combo of I got all the older knowledge and he got more of the newer knowledge, and now I'm learning about what's going on now, I'm tuning back in now, and he's finding out about the past so that dynamic just makes it um you know a special thing and then how it really started we, we really didn't start it to interview um people from wrestling in general it was just me having a love for wrestling and being a battle rapper and it was really a shot in the dark we started the podcast and um you know i'm verified on instagram and this is before, you know, the meta the meta thing. Now everybody's verified. <laughs> but this yeah. is when, you know, when being verified meant something. So I used my check to reach out to Devon Dougley. And um, he didn't know who I was, but I knew he would answer because of the check. And he did. He wound up being our first guest. Yeah. And what I love is with this whole dynamic that we got is a lot of wrestlers that wrestle now know who I am. And I know who they are. But a lot of older wrestlers don't. like. So after I interviewed Devon, now he's tuned in to Battle Rap because I freestyle with him and he's like, wow. Like, you know, it's almost like I'm missing out on all of this. And then I meet Rakeshi, I interview him and I freestyle for him and he goes crazy. And then he goes back and tells the Usos and they like, yo, like Pops, you late? Like we've been, you not watching DNA. So <laughs> just to bring that whole, you get what I'm saying? Like, cause when yep. they go into the yep. interviews, you know, they don't know what they expect because they've been doing interviews forever. They don't know what type of questions are going to be asked. So I respect it on their behalf, where it's like, um, you know, a little a little reserve. like, hey, what's this guy about the... And every single time, even to D'Lo Brown, as soon as I tell them, like, yo, I freestyle and I do a demonstration, now they become fans of, of me. Same thing with The Godfather. So it's like an instant mutual respect, which, like, I feel is great because these are people I watched and admired growing up, and now... They hear my craft and see what I'm doing. And now it's like really merging, you know, because that's that's all I wanted to really do. Like, I feel like I'm just the forefront because it's a million battle rappers that, you know what I mean, are just as talented as me. But, you know, it takes somebody to be the spokesperson. So that's the illest part of it for me.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's dope. I mean, we do see so many rappers get podcasts. Like, we got Math has his podcast. Like, of course, Joe and all these other guys have podcasts. So to see a rapper decide, like, I'm going to do a wrestling podcast, it just seems like so, like, it just seems like so outlandish. Like, word? Like, okay. <laughs>
3: yeah. No, one, no 1 million percent. And that's the thing. I didn't want to be, you know, like, when you sit down and do it, I don't want to do a podcast just to do a podcast. I don't want to yeah. do what everybody else is doing. My whole thing is like, like you said, besides me and West Gun, West Side Gun, there's nobody else that really wow. is a rapper that has a wrestling podcast. So mm-hmm. it was just like, yo, man, I love talking about this. I love, like, this was my life at one point. And, um, you know, I, I want to, like, at the same time, like I said, I'm getting back into it now, learning things. Like, I just did the Crown Jewel recap. I watched that whole event top to bottom. So I'm like, yo... It's a lot of dope people now. Now you now you know what I mean? Shout out to Solo, too. Because also, off of that one round that I did with Clips, the Usos reached out. Solo reached out. Um, Umaga, Sunzilla son, Zilla reached out. Mm. Rakishi tapped in. D-Lo Brown watched it. So it was like uh, Hurricane. It was so much. I'm forgetting. A lot of people just seeing what's going on, like, wow, this is crazy. And I'm like, yo, this should have been happening. Because hip-hop and wrestling go hand in hand.
2: That's uh, very interesting that you bring those names up because there's a va- very famous, you talked about it a little bit, a very famous wrestling and battle rap crossover that happened in the WWE with the Usos and the New Day. Yeah. Wale was a part of that. You've seen that. How did you feel yeah. about uh, that kind of crossover uh, happening in a, on a platform like that?
3: I thought it was amazing. I just one only issue I have, one of us, you know, what I mean should have yeah, been in there. One of
2: y'all, yeah. Should have been in the mm-hmm. mix.
3: You get what I'm saying? Like, cause I just feel like, you know, um, it's always admiration, it's always um imitation is the biggest form of flattery. So it's always dope to see that. But I me personally, like, I'm I'm just authentic authentic. So I want to bring this source there. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. uh I like I did a mixtape years ago called the Silver Cup. And I like yep. remade uh, Mama Said Knock You Out, but I had L.O. Cool on the intro. So I feel like right. that just adds, you know what I'm saying? I, I remixed shook ones, but I had Havoc in the video with the mm-hmm. Hennessy jerseys on. So that's always how my mind works. Like if I'm going to ever recreate anything or do anything over, I got to have, you know, where where where's the inspiration coming from being a part of it? Because that's like the um, extra stamp that solidifies it. So, yeah, but it was dope to see though. Yeah,
4: for sure. Uh, Every time I see that and I hear like the Don Don DeMarco tag and everything on there, I'm like, this is really happening in the WWE ring. I'm sure a lot of people in the audience have no idea what that is a reference to (laughs) or anything. Like, (laughs) it's just crazy. Um, Man, when I think about your career, though, like, I didn't know you were a wrestling fan, but when I think about your career, there's so many things that say wrestling fan. Like, even like you having a slogan, you used to do the NWX. uh joint mm-hmm. afterwards and everything. I'm like, this looks like, yeah, this looks like he took cues from wrestling in some ways. Am I off?
3: <laughs> no, you're all the way on. So like even when I cut promos, I cut promos from watching Rick um Ric Flair, watching the rock, um NWX, it's a it's a variation of D Generation X and NWO. That was actually um me and out idea. Like what are the two littest groups in wrestling ever? Where it was just like you know they were defining the rules, doing whatever, going you know just going against the system. So it was like if we're gonna do any battle rap group, it gotta be that. So that's why I was N.W.X. So that came from wrestling, um, and then yeah, it was throwing that. You know me, so yeah, definitely wrestling has always been incorporated in my in my in my career and a lot of things that I do because I feel like it was a cultural, it was a cultural um shift in just the world you know even now but i'm saying at that attitude every time those are like defining moments as the world was changing wrestling took a big hand in shifting how people operated how they spoke how they moved what was their attitude so you know it it was it was a it was a great time just in in the world in the 90s
4: yeah i mean wrestling definitely had that call and response too as well. So watching you do the get them the fuck out of here every time
2: and watching the crowd get louder and louder for it every Mm -hmm. time. It was dope. It's crazy, man. I watched that. Like I said, coming into this podcast, I watched a lot of your battle raps and uh, interesting. You talked about kind of wanting to represent battle rap on a stage talked about representing uh and you should have been there should have been some kind of representation in wwe we've seen you represent on big stages like the bet awards how is it doing like uh you know because a lot of your battles are long form three minutes four minutes nine minutes ten minutes stuff, stuff like that when you go to a format like that and they give you 60 seconds what's the difference in preparation of i got 60 seconds to battle rap or i got you know 20 minutes to go off
3: on somebody um. Well. Well. When you got longer rounds in the battle, you able to. Um. You know. It's um, wrestling reference. It's um, it's a sixty man iron. It's a sixty minute Iron Man match with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart opposed mm-hmm. to. You know the Rock vs. Hurricane. I gotta right. make this look good real quick. This is a you know he's a at that point in time he's a jobber I got ninety seconds to <laughs> you know what I mean. Let him do two moves. I rock bottle him. Do the people's elbow. So. In that, in that sense, you know, just using that metaphor, um, basically I got to get straight to it. So I always um, know my talent, that I'm able to, uh, you know, be very successful in the real art form of battle rap, where it's, you know, four or five minutes around. But I also know that I am one of the few guys that is able to make battle rap look good to another culture or subculture right. that doesn't really understand it. So when I got 90 seconds on BET, um I'm just thinking, I got to say a bunch of things that resonate, a bunch of things that make these people understand what this is fast and quickly. So that comes from a lot of current events, a lot of um, surface level things. And I'm just straight to it, back to back punching. It's more rapid. So, you know, 60 seconds, I may have one setup line. I'm at the BET Awards. After I get that off, everything else is a punchline or a Mm. metaphor that, that they can resonate with and understand. So it's actually more challenging. A lot of people think it's easier, but you got to get your point across way faster and you have to wow an audience that is not really familiar with what it is that you do. So, you know, I always like that challenge. That's why I do the uh, power recaps. I do the now I'm doing the wrestling recaps. Like anytime you're tapping in to a um, to an audience that's not familiar, it's really like an audition. So you have to make sure your first impression is everlasting where, you know, you get these people to leave watching the video or leave watching the battle and go, what is this? This is amazing. Why have I not been knowing about this? So that's what I'm trying to do.
4: Yeah, man. Just throw a wrestling term in it. 60 second. Get all your shit in, man. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get all your spots in um uh, man but getting to share that stage with k shine last year man how dope was that uh because you guys of course have done like battle raps together the tag team you guys had that mm-hmm. together uh just how was it sharing that moment with him
3: oh i mean nah you know it's amazing uh it's amazing when you get to get an opportunity like that to be on a grand stage like BET. Uh, with somebody that um you had a great rapport with That you created history with And you guys get to create history again So it was, it was super dope You know what I mean Just to, like I said To share that moment Because we're on stage And then it's up to us to Like I said Make a bunch of people leave Like why am I not watching battle rap YouTube DNA YouTube k <laughs>
2: You were uh, just recently In my neck of the woods Doing a, a two-on-two battle rap With the homie Charlie Clips Out here in Oakland um, mm-hmm. uh, you lightly christened y'all the brothers of destruction. How is it to uh <laughs> tag team battle rap? That's uh, another different element that's added in where you guys gotta collaborate on punches and, and timing, and it's just like a wrestling tag team, like, you gotta know. Yeah when uh when when you guys are gonna hit the move together when you're gonna get your shit in when he's gonna get his in how is it kind of putting that together
3: um that's like it's like being in sync it's such a dope experience because um you got to be on time with your with your partner like you said we got we can't be off so i'm looking it's not like i could be amazing by myself But we could be a horrible team. And we've seen that happen in battle rap so many times. Like, this guy by himself is wow, And so is this other guy. But now as a team, they're not in sync. The coordination is off. The chemistry is bad. This guy's rapping over this guy. They don't know how to mesh well. So it's a challenge in that. And, like, people always think being the same attracts, but, like, opposites attract. Like, me and Kayshawn, in my opinion, is the best two-on-two ever in battle rap history just because we're so different. He's more of a attacker and I'm more of strategic.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you
3: know, it's like he's going to just full-fledged, bunch of energy, fuel, performance, boom, boom, boom. And I'm more sort of guy that's going to scheme, that's going to outthink you, angle. So when you put those two dynamics together, you get, like, you get everything. Everything you're looking for in the battle, you get it there. So, like, I've teamed up with... A lot of people, but the top two would be uh, Charlie Clips and Krayshawn. But me and Char- me and Kayshon would be more like the Royal Warriors, the Hardy mm-hmm. Boys, um, Uso's, New Day, Edge mm-hmm. and Christian, the Dudley Boys, and me and Charlie Clips. I would say we're more like the Brothers of Destruction or DX because mm-hmm. we got our great solo careers, and even when we come together as a team, it's fire. But our best work isn't as a, as a team. When as the Hardy boys, you could say literally their best work is them being tag team partners. Same thing with mm-hmm. the World Warriors. Same thing with Edge and Christian. Same thing with the Douglas and the Usos. So that's the difference from those two teams.
4: Man, um, I don't know if other people have picked up on this, but like AEW shows in Atlanta and AEW shows in Queens are different. I've noticed every time Grand Slam is a thing, there are more rappers there. Like you see Fab there, you see like Who Kid and like all these other people there from the culture. And so like like seeing you pull up and do like the Attitude Era stuff last year, it has just like confirmed for me that like Grand Slam is kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like the the spot for a hip hop guy to show
3: up. Um, yeah, for sure. So I'm cool with um, I'm cool with Prince Nana, I'm cool with Swerve, I'm cool with TZ, I'm cool with Shadi Lee, Samoa Joe. So um last year, yeah, um, Shady Lee got me back there, and then I was just facilitating um, you know, the interviews and freestyles and podcasts, and it was amazing. That was my first time actually um backstage at an AEW event. And then I followed up and went this year. But yeah, last year I seen Fab. Ooh, kid. Yeah, it was a star-studded event.
4: It was a lot of people in the building. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy to see the culture represented that way. Because I think at one point, AEW was just seen as like, I don't want to say just like four niche fans, but a lot of people would be like, man, this ain't for us. And you know what I mean when you know, I say us. Yeah. So when you see things like that in Queens and you see people like Fab pulling up, Fab's coming with his son, his son's a wrestling fan, it's just dope to see it.
3: No, one million percent, one million percent. It was a, it was. I wound up seeing Fab backstage, so yeah, it was definitely.
2: That's a a pretty good transition because you're a Queens rapper. Uh, uh, I have a question about that. What is it about y'all, Queens brothers? How do what what's in the water out there? Why are there so many great rappers that come out of Queens? Is it? I don't know what I watch all these. Uh, I've been immersed in hip hop history because of the 50th anniversary and like the 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 line is all the queens rappers just spit. What is it about Queens?
3: Ah oh, man, I mean everybody got a different story. Everybody got a different generation but I mean just going up and growing up in Queens anyway for me is just like being a product the environment. Like me fortunately I um I did a couple things that you you would require I guess you know what I mean under the street umbrella but more so I, I knew what I wanted to do with being a rapper, so I kind of shied away from that. But a lot of my friends got caught up in that, uh, family members. So I got to see it just good enough without actually getting all the way in it and having to get out of it. So Mm -hmm. when you got that lens of being close, because everybody in life likes to be close to danger, but you really don't want to be in it. There's very few that actually Mm want to put their feet in it. And those are the ones that way you get, they wind up having these crazy stories. So I was able to be right at the door, but always not mean, keep myself on the other side of the door, but just seeing that and I'm um, growing up in circumstances where, you know, you on SSI, you on set, like my mom, I'm saying on SSI on section eight on food stamps and just know that, um, you know, my mom's would have took care of me. Um, but what type of living is that? Like barely making ends meet. I always, once I seen that and I see my circumstances and seen growing up, how it was, I always wanted to do more. So that mindset put me into, yo, this rap thing that I, that I like to do. Maybe I can make something out of this, which took it serious to say like, yo, I don't want to depend on nobody else that barely has it. I want to be able to do it myself and then be able to do it for them. And that was always my motivation and my driving force. And I feel like in them circumstances of, you no, know, not just Queens, like any any Oakland, wherever you from, any bad environment is always gonna make, you know, you get those people that rise to that occasion because you have no other option. You know, you put a kid in an environment where he gets everything that he wants his whole life. Nine times out of ten, he's not gonna turn into fifty cent or LeBron James because he got everything he needs. You put right. you put the circumstances of fifty cent who doesn't know his father, his mother burns up in the fire, you only hear stories about it, he's in Southside. Barely making ends meet, you just see that hunger and that drive that turns into the this multi-million dollar mogul that you know. What I mean, we see today. Same thing for LeBron. You know, I heard it was like one point where his mom was too broke to take care of him, so he's living with family members. When you deal with those type of circumstances, you only get, you know, success and that adversity story where the person comes up from poverty to being one of the most successful people. And I mean, that's just. Like I said, I didn't have it the worst, but I didn't have it great either. A lot of things I wanted, I couldn't get. I seen my mom struggle, seeing her go through her her health issues and all that. And it was really like, what am I going to do about this? Am I going to turn into, you know what I mean? She had her battles with drug abuse. Am I going to turn into that? Or am I going to go the whole other opposite route? And I was just like, nah, I'm going to go that way. So I feel like environment always makes, always makes success stories.
4: Definitely. Um, man into some wrestling i guess because i'm sure there's some people like man y'all just gonna y'all just gonna hit into the battle rap or the rap the whole time <laughs> uh, but um uh, you said like you you grew up of course in attitude Era. i think most people that were introduced to wrestling they came up during attitude era um just watching wrestling now like what would you say is like the difference because i think a lot of people are like how do we get back to that place where it's a pop culture thing like i don't know what 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 for you feels different about wrestling right now
3: um, well I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not wrestling, it's the world. The way the way the world is ran today, the attitude era could not exist. Wrestling yeah. would get canceled. And a bunch of people <laughs> Exactly <laughs> Definitely and a, of, and a bunch of people that um would do the things that were done in the Attitude Era would get canceled as well. So mm-hmm. it's impossible to do it. It's like um, you know, a lot of people in the wrestling community, it's not a favorite name to say, but you know, you gotta give credit where it's due, Vince Russo was able to, uh, you know, see what was going on at that time and incorporate it into wrestling. At that time period, it was anti-hero, it was rebellious, it was baggy jeans, it was, you know, um, <clears throat> just the rebellious behavior, like going against the system type of error. And then they provided that in wrestling with, you know, the biggest wrestler of that time period, Stone Cold. Stone mm-hmm. Cold was saying a bunch of things that people wanted to say to their boss that they couldn't that's why that's one of the greatest storylines ever. So the difference now is if you're watching it now um the wrestling might be better. So that's good for people that actually want to become wrestlers. Um it's definitely way more kid friendly so your kids can actually enjoy watching it now and you don't have to say, "Hey, what did he just say?" or mute it or turn it off. But <laughs> if if you are if you are somebody that um that watched it when I watched it I can't erase what I saw. Right. So, you know, yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, all right, this is cool. I could actually let my daughter watch this if she turned to be a wrestling fan. But this is not, you know, it's kind of like one of them older things. You feel old. Like, and back in my day, this would have happened. It would have been there. They would have set it on fire. It would have been an infernal match. You know. Sounds like hip-hop, DNA. Yeah. And Bianca would have been doing a bra and panties match. And, you know, you just start all those. All, well, all those, that sounds crazy! i thinking of all, the, all those crazy, you know, variables that you would think would happen. But I mean, I like that from the time period that I watched it to now, it's still afloat, and it actually makes more money now. And yeah. it is still a great product, even though it has changed drastically. That's very hard to do. Usually, when you have somebody that is used to a product being a certain way, it is very hard to change the product and still grow because now you're going to have a lot of people that don't like it because you took so many things away from. It. But I will say this, the closest thing to the attitude era right now in wrestling is the bloodline story. Mm. Mm. That storyline is the closest thing to the attitude era. I feel like that could survive the attitude era.
1: Mm.
2: I mean, they family, so, you know, that doesn't that that kind of makes a lot of sense. Uh, there's a lot of what, what you were describing there about pro wrestling there's a lot of parallels with battle rap because I remember the first battle rap I ever saw was probably in 2000 like early 2001 Mm -hmm. like in Bakersfield people were battle rapping in the the hip hop shops and like battle rap comes from the streets like straight up but now with some of these events it's uh, it's Wrestlemania man like these smack events are huge giant crowds there's promotion Drake's putting on shows there's like all kinds of like it's Transitioned from being the rawest form of hip hop to being like a global phenomenon, led by people like you. How do you feel in that transition? I mean, you've helped with a lot of it. Is it in a good place right now? You think?
3: Um, yes and no. Um, it's in a great place in terms of financially. Battle rappers are making the most money, um, that they ever made in the history of the art form. But in terms of the actual art form, when it turns into an industry. You know, we're wrestling, right? Like, let's just call a spade a spade. How much iller was it when um, The Rock and Triple H was doing that Iron Man match? It's 4 4. The whole corporation is in the ring, and you see those kids pop up with dresses, and we've never heard this Undertaker music ever before. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you don't, we don't even know that this is The Undertaker because we used to the doom, 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 and he pops out on the motorcycle and tears them all apart. Now, if CM Punk shows up on the 25th, we already know. <laughs> We're already hearing about it. CM Punk is coming back, y'all. We see that they updated his profile on WWE. They changed the picture. Mm-hmm. He'll be back. So <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, so 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 that that's battle rap now. You know, you know matches before they get announced. Um, people dive into people's lives to where it used to just be about who's better. Now you know, right. I heard this person slept with this person. This person got robbed here. This person got beat up here. This, is and you know, it's just a bunch of things that don't matter. So I feel like mm. that is the way the world is now. Everything is a, uh, you know, what I mean, everything is instant gratification, and it just spoils certain things. So that's my takeaway from battle rap. And then now you got people, cause you know this is like. It's great, right? Wrestling makes the most money it makes now, but you have people that just show up to wrestling events because it's a casual thing to do. Like like, like a guy be a big wrestling fan and he'll take his girl out, like, hey babe, our first date is Survivor Series because it's in Chicago. So that happens in battle rap now, now it's people that don't even really watch battle rap, but they're going because it's a casual thing now. So now you get a crowd of people that's just there that don't know the art form. So they don't know what to react to. So they're reacting yeah. to anything. Or it's a popularity wow. contest. I'm not even coming to see who's better this night. I'm coming to see because I know this guy is, this is the only Tay Rock is it. here. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm cheering for Tay Rock because he's here. That doesn't matter what he says.
3: Exactly. So that kind of ruins the battles. That's why if y'all watch, right, with all the names that I had on Halloween Havoc, I could have sold out a venue. I could have had 500 to 700 people in there, but notice where it's at. It sent my guy Uncle Ra on um, 15 minutes of fame studio because I didn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to hear every wrestling ball. I don't shout out to y'all, but I don't want you just showing up because you're a DNA <laughs> supporter and you know nothing about wrestling because now you're going to be standing there and it's taken away from it. I need everybody here to be, you know what I mean? I need it to be an intimate setting for what I'm trying to do. And I feel like sometimes now, you know, these big audiences, it kind of takes away from. From battling because they're not really listening to what's being said. They just dare to, you know, okay, sounds like I should react now. Ah, or I don't like the way this, this is, is
2: awesome. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like the way we want like, tables. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the way this person is dressed, so I'm not going to cheer for them. So, you know, it's give and take. I feel like that's where any industry as it grows. But I, but I got a question for y'all from yeah. watching me versus Charlie Clips. What, what was what was your, your favorite wrestling bar that I had in the um in the battle?
4: Um, I think the USA Lion. the got USA Lion. that <laughs> got me up out my seat. I'm like, yo,
1: mm. now that was
4: fire. as somebody
2: like also from that era, just like knowing like they're on USA now, but like the connection to WWE and USA and like putting those things together is like yeah that's uh, it right there that's all you need <laughs> that that okay, entendre okay, okay, was yeah.
4: crazy too man like i was like mm-hmm. nah that was fire uh there's a few other lines in there that i was just like nah he he was going in on it, man like even like the godfather line towards the beginning of it i was like man that See, probably went like, over it, some heads man
2: exactly what you were describing about not having the big crowd you couldn't get that godfather uh you know that whole scheme off with like just a regular big battle rap crowd you gotta know that he played these different characters. You got to yeah. know the history of pro wrestling to really get into the bars.
3: Yeah. So like, that's what I was, that's why I asked y'all just to break it down for the people that didn't, you know, cause y'all got a whole different audience here. That probably never seen the battle, but when y'all get a chance, DNA versus Charlie clips, it's an all wrestling bar battle. So everything said in the battle is a wrestling reference, but like, for instance, right. Just to break it down for the people on here. So I'm battling my brother. His name is Charlie Clips. We all know the Godfather's real name is Charles Wright. And Clips has a habit of not writing in his battles and freestyling. So that's why I said um, your favorite wrestler must be the Godfather because we don't never see Charles Wright. But depending on the room, depending on the rooms that we in, <laughs> it's the subtle lines that come after that are key and when you're battling in a big audience, you can't do that. So then after, that's why I said, word to Mustafa, I came to calm a nigga down. Because, you know, he played Kama Mustafa. Kama. <laughs> and I said, um, so he won't gain support. Yeah, I know the godfather's real name is Charles Wright. Yeah, I came to mess up your whole train of thought. So it's like the whole, the whole scheme of, you know what I mean, doing all that, you can't get that off with a big stage because I would have just had to just do Charles Wright and then mm-hmm. go on to something else. So that's mm-hmm. the ill part about battling in a smaller setting. You get to actually build on an idea more. So yeah. like though for me, it was like the things that I was able to do with the extras. But like, yeah, the Mexican, um, because my friend Don Marino is Mexican, so I put that on USA, like Monday Night Raw. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was like super creative. But um, but yeah, I like that. Um I me personally, I really like the bars like. Like, like, like I said with Charles Wright, like when I was able to do all those pay per views, and then his singing is guess which room I'm in? I'm in your house. In like, I'd be like, you know, because they really go for the person I'm battling. Mm-hmm. Then it just be a random wrestling bar. You get what I'm saying? Like, even when yeah. I was like, um, because Charlie Clips is from Harlem. So when I was like, yo, I know the fastest way to Harlem, don't try to play games. Um, we could change lanes, let his brains hang. So try and test. And I'm letting those ring on the A train.
1: Like mm, I like those types that's of bars
3: crazy. Because you gotta take the A-train to get the Harlem. And then the wrestling references, Tess teamed up with the A-train, and A-train Albert had that's the nose one. So yeah. that's why I'm like, to me, all of those bars go crazy. Like, um, one more is like um Brett the excellence of execution. When you battle T-Rex, you was never losing. You had a lot of flair with Randy, but after that, we seen no evolution. And then for the people that don't know, Charlie Clips battled T-Rex. T Rex's real name is Randy, and then you know the wrestling reference, Uh. (laughs) Rick Flair with um, Randy Orton, and then after that, you know I mean they was in the group Evolution. So for me, that's what I tried to do in the battle. I tried to just make a bunch of references that really apply to my opponent. So it's like a deeper level of, you know, the metaphors than just the random. You know, I had the random ones. You'll see a piece of his wig like came when he took the mask off. But Mm -hmm. I wanted to do things that really connected to clips. Nah man,
4: definitely getting it off. This is if you're listening to us, this is 14 plus years in of battle rap, man. Ain't for just novices, man. This is this is a legend.
3: (laughs) Just you describing that, that. I'm
2: like, as a rapper, I'm like, battle rappers are the Brian Danielson of hip hop because like they are the best, they're the most technical. Like it's like, how do you put this together? How do you do that? Like when I watch Brian Danielson matches, I'm like, how do you do this differently than this guy does? Yeah. But like the way like y'all put words together is way different. It's on a different level. But some people might not see y'all as because you're not mainstream, you're not selling a million records, you're not uh on the level as Drake and J. Cole and stuff as like a different level. But you guys are technically better rappers than all those guys, so it's like it's it's all these parallels are just so interesting. Uh, thanks for putting on that battle because like you're merging these things that I've loved for my entire life. I've always wanted hip hop and wrestling to 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 come together like this because hip hop bars hip hop wrestling bars are like old as time like q yeah. tip get' them off RZA, like there's all these like different wrestling bars that go back and now it's like come to the forefront. and like I said, it's fun. it's dope. You guys are adding a really dope element to it what's the uh do you still have any battle rap goals like do you st- are there still rappers that you want like to battle there's still people on the list that you want to tear down or are you in like uh the the mode the ambassador mode that you're in
3: yeah i'm more so like it's a couple, it's a couple people that's running you know what i mean that always happens you know what i mean but um, on on a, on a larger scale, I feel like, you know, you got to know when things shift for you. Like, I know I'm more of an asset business-wise. I'm more of an asset doing things like this at this point in my career than just to be the guy that's just hanging around, lingering around. Because I can, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't lost a step at all. I've actually gotten better because I really take my craft serious. But I know, you know, you just got to know, like, I, I'm really... In that regard, I'm really spiritual in t- terms of myself and the universe and just knowing what path is set out. Like, I just know where I'm more useful for. I'm more useful right. like doing this, like connecting the wrestling world and the battle rap world for a bigger landscape than to just keep battling. You know what I mean? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but everything in life is evolving and growing. So, and you battle
2: everybody, anyways, already. Yeah,
3: I, I, yeah, <laughs> and there's no point, And there's no point in me battling. 20 times a year when I've already proven like I'm, if not the greatest doing this, one of the greatest doing this. So let me introduce what I do to another world that therefore will trickle down to, um, you know, other people getting these opportunities. Once I'm able to open the door, like I want to be the guy that opens the door. Like I said, fully blown with wrestling and battle rap. And I foresee it I already foresaw it happening. That's what made me do the event. And then, you know, when I'm doing it, i did that all myself i paid for it out of pocket i put the card together i hand selected all the matchups on the card because i knew what you know i need this person to do this like that's that's key with everything like you know what i mean it, i can't just say oh we got dna and charlie clips and boom i think the card is good no i need chess because chess i and wrestling is higher than mine i need danny yeah. myers even though you might not watch wrestling like that, his energy and his dynamic. Energy. <laughs> Don Marino, because his wrestling IQ is good. Jerry West versus Don Marino, because Jerry's a performer. So even though he don't know wrestling, he could bring a lot of wrestling moves to life. to life. drop Dropout, because you know what I mean, his wrestling IQ is high, so is the guy on um, Osiris. And then Snake Eyes and Sheed, they watch wrestling like the rest of us do. So, you know, it was all needed. So I handpicked everybody knowing like, All right, they're all going to bring something to this event that's going to overall make people say, "Yo, we need more of this," and that's exactly what happened.
4: For sure, Uh, man. What do you make of? uh, Because I think about this as a podcast. I don't. I try not to listen to as many podcasts as I used to because it's trying to like flood into what your ideas are for a podcast. But like, definitely, like listening to current hip hop, man. We've heard so much this year about how hip hop is like in like a down. It's like on a down note because there's so many records that are coming out that are not hidden. Like there's so many. There's not any big records this year other than like the Drake and like the Offset and some stuff. Um, what do you make it? Just like the state of hip hop this year.
3: Um, the state of hip hop in general, I feel like it's. Uh, I feel like the problem in hip hop. We could we could correlate this to uh, to battle rap. We could correlate it to wrestling. You can correlate it to anything in life. So the problem for me is, right, is people get too caught up in labels. So, right, if I come out right now with an album, the newer audience or the newer rappers that can't do what I do, they'll say, yeah, that album was fire, but he was just rapping. He was just doing some old school shit. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people that really rap get mindfucked by that. Can I curse on man? Yeah, all sure. right. Yeah, they get mind fucked by that, and now you'll try to attempt to do something that's not your lane. And I feel like that's what happens in wrestling. That's like, oh, you only good in um, you know, um, squash matches. Like you, you like a Goldberg or a Jay Cargill when you know their matches is only two, three minutes. And now they'll try to do a longer match. But if that's not your strength, why are you trying to appease to somebody that is not the audience that wants to see that? So I feel like mm. the real rappers in hip hop. They're more so worried about what people are saying they can't do, which I believe they can do. They just choose not to do it. And they do what they do at their best and doing what they do at their best. And it's not being put at the forefront because people want to be political. Nobody's saying, all right, there's nothing wrong with this type of music, but this is not hip hop. I don't know what other name we need to call it because it's dope in the lane that it is, but it's not practicing hip hop. So I feel like people don't want to burn relationships so they'll let it slide or they won't really speak their piece. And they, and everybody just wants to, everybody wants to get in the game. Nobody wants to change the game. That's the difference in hip hop. Mm. When you had the 90s, everybody was trying to change the game. That's why you got a DMX. That's why you got a Nas. That's why you got a Big. That's why you got a Pop. That's why you got Wu-Tang. That's why you got all these different variations of, yo, even if you dope, if you sound like somebody else, I don't want to hear you. Cut that shit off. That's the infamous mm-hmm. um ghost face skit with them with the with the biting, right? That, that was a that was a knock the big. Because they felt yes. like he was biting off a Nas with the baby on the cover. Now you can get somebody that comes out that sounds just like somebody else. And everybody's gonna be like, this is dope though. So it's like once you start letting those little things slide, in the long run, you lose sight of the actual thing. That happens. Then um, you know. New York radio stops playing real hip-hop. So now the whole trajectory of what it is is now no longer based on lyricism. It's based on, oh, well, look what he said. Levels are based on your stature and billboards. And then nobody ever really explains what goes into that. So it takes money to make money. Yeah, such and such got a billboard and you know about him because they put $5 million into his project. Yep. So that's the weird part about like like when you say state not even this year in general it's just the politics outweigh the talent and until until somebody makes the talent outweigh the politics we'll always be in this space of a bunch of dope people that get overshadowed and overlooked because people made it about a bunch of things other than lyricism you go how popular is this guy how many records does he sell not is he better than such and such is he good
4: Nah, that's
2: another it. parallel, another hip-hop and wrestling parallel straight up.
4: A Lot of great insights there, man. Cause you're right, cause there are a lot of clones out here. There are a lot of dudes that's trying to sound like this guy or trying to sound like this guy. And man, from a certain era, you can get run up on doing that. You can knock yeah. get <laughs> knocked <laughs> right. the fuck out doing that. Like now you take my
3: style. Like and my whole thing is like I'll be lying if I told you I don't got inspiration from certain rappers. Of course, we all do. Or if you really really listen, you can't pinpoint like, oh, where where did DNA get. Th-? But it's nothing obvious. When you hear DNA, you hear DNA because I've added my own twist to it and yeah. mastered it to where it's my my style. You know what I mean? You can get inspired to hear from um and hear from different people and take from it too, but it can't be obvious like I know I know I know people that big took it from. But you got to yeah. be a real real hip hop head to know that. But he still put mm-hmm. it in 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 his own way. Therefore he was original.
4: For sure. Um, I don't know, is there anything this year, like, album wise that you're like, this is like this is like my album of the year. This is what I've been like rocking with he- the heaviest this year.
3: Um, I'm gonna be honest, no. But my but my but my brother Rain just told me Jeezy's album is crazy. So I gotta I mm. gotta tap into that. And I see what that's about.
4: The G Z album is good. It's it's long. It's what like 29 records.
3: Let me change that. One of my favorite pro, but my favorite project this year is um Lloyd Banks, Cody 3, Corson mm. and Avenue. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that that's that's the one that I'm like, yo, this is real. You know what I mean? This is real hip-hop. And he's you know what I mean he's he's underrated. A lot of people overlook what he doing. You know yeah, what I mean? He's I mean, dropped three projects in three years, just dropped the fourth one, Halloween Havoc. So um, yeah, if you are just listening for hip hop and somebody that's just, you know what I mean, going. And then um on, on Cody, like Halloween Havoc is more like mixtape mix but Cody, he's in that pocket, like got the song about his daughter. Um, you know what I mean? He got the song about what he's going through, how he got to where he's at now. So it's a lot of, you know what I mean? It's a lot of a lot of practice in hip hop there. And then he got and then he got them joints where he's just solemn, where he's just in his pocket, you know what I mean, rhyming on a high level. So, yeah.
2: That's what's up. We got a, a couple of super chats before you uh, slide on out of here. Um, okay. Our homie Eloquent says, oh, snap, DNA in the house, seeing you live at uh, King of the Dot a few times. Salute.
3: Yeah, appreciate you, my God. Good looking, good looking. I I, I don't know which one. I had a lot of King of the Dot battles. Don't know if it's disaster or uh thesaurus sherome, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, man, I love I love battling in Canada. Shout out to King of the Duck,
2: that's what's up. Uh, shout out to our homie Eloquent. Check out El- Eloquent's Project on his Bandcamp. Uh, Orion Ben 666 says wrestling and battle rap come from the same DNA
3: 100%. Absolutely, man, absolutely, man. I really like I said how well, I already told you I battle Rumble going down to Tampa, but you know what I mean? We're going to try to do these, um, battle rap wrestling events quarterly. So we're definitely keeping it going and making connections and bridging the
2: gap. I was going to ask if it was just going to be once a year with the Halloween, but you're going to, uh, ramp it up and do even more.
3: Yeah. We're back in January and then, and then we'll be back in April. And then we'll probably, and then we'll probably be back like in August. And then we'll do like, you know what I mean? We might not call it Halloween Havoc, too. We might do No mercy. Remember that? I used mm-hmm. to go down in October, too. So, yeah. Right.
2: Yo, I might have to pull up to that January show. Is that the one where Mega Ran's a part of that, too? Yes, yeah,
3: sir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Me, me yeah. And AJ, and Mega Ran is putting it together. Yep.
2: That's what's up. All right. Yeah, I'm going to have to see what's up with that. Uh, and then uh, Chaos Control says, as a fan of both battle rap and wrestling, I've always said battle rap was more like wrestling than the NBA.
3: I agree. I agree. I've always said battle rap and wrestling are similarities, you know what I mean, is there. That's why after the next event, we're getting belts too. Like yeah, we're going full <laughs> fledged. We're gonna start getting belts. And um, you know what I mean? We're not gonna go too crazy, but we're gonna have storylines. Like obviously the battles won't be scripted, <laughs> but you know, leading up to it, a lot of things are, a lot of things will be scripted in it.
2: Excited. That's the super chats
4: see i think we got one humper for you one humper chat uh from bizarre big l he says respect dna you and reg got them big homies uh good check out dna what's your suggestion of good places to start and reg uh what's with ww trying to powerhouse on von wagner there's only one put 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 powerhouse
2: when he's coming on the podcast yeah well i recommend us a couple dna battles before you get out
3: uh, well for all my wrestling heads in here, head, first and foremost, go watch DNA vs. Charlie Clips. Mm-hmm. That's on my YouTube right now. All wrestling bars battle, cause that's the best of both worlds. But just to see me in um in my other form when it's battle rap, um, DNA versus ill will, DNA versus disaster, DNA versus Mickey Facts, those mm-hmm. three right there, you know what I mean? That's my top three
4: yeah i i I know so many people that will say uh you versus disaster is what got them in the battle rap that was like their first big battle they watched
3: yeah for sure for sure i hear that a lot too
4: uh i think that's all the humper chats that uh at least had a question for dna
2: yeah
3: Uh, all right bet y'all appreciate y'all for having me on man definitely after the live is done, I'm going to keep sharing it out so they can watch what y'all do, too. But um, I'm gonna definitely promote it. You know what I mean? And um this won't be the last time we on it, man. I definitely got to pull back up again. For Same sure. For we sure. got to pull
2: up on the Attitude Era podcast, yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. Soon. Come
3: through. Yeah. Appreciate
2: you, big dog. All right.
3: Gotcha. You. With
4: DNA, guys. Man. Very dope. Honored to have that guy on our podcast. man.
2: Legendary. Um. Get us. Who is us?
4: <laughs> nah, man. Like, I'm telling you, man. When I think battle rappers like DNA's one of them guys, man. Like, man, when you go through and like look at like all those compilations of his battle rap you look at like all of those compilations of him doing the get him the fuck out of here, man. It's it's hard not to get hyped off of those memories of watching them battles, man.
2: Yeah, just uh, talking right now, before we came on, I put on Best of DNA. It was like an hour worth of just his hardest punches. And I'm like, we're about to interview this guy. And like he mixes the way that he mixes in wrestling in his regular conversation like he does in his battle raps is like, Man, this guy's legendary. That was that was super dope. I'm excited, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely hyped after that, man. Uh again,
4: appreciate DNA for coming through, man. Y'all check out uh him versus Charlie clips uh for Halloween Havoc. Definitely check out Attitude Wrestling Podcast as well. Um follow them on Twitter, you know. You know what I'm saying? Do all the DSPs, do the uh, <laughs> do all that. Do, do the clicks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: so what's um, up with
2: you phil man we got a lot i'm looking at our little top line i'm like damn a lot of stuff happened this week man like it's uh it's pretty lit right yeah
4: we do have a lot to get into i mean <laughs> let's let's do an ad break just just to
1: just to, uh a uh, clint
4: <laughs>
0: right quick let's throw
4: let's throw an ad break and then we'll get into some of these super chats and humper chats um
0: fitbod.me slash ppv you want to check this out this is going to take your workouts to a new level daily workouts goal and experience settings muscle recovery the ability to connect to all your devices they have timed intervals circuits and supersets equipment selection this stuff has helped me out a lot as i'm trying to get in the best shape of my life and the thing i like about it when i travel it is so useful so, maybe you have weights one day, you have bands the next, and maybe the next day you don't have any equipment. You can only do body weight exercises. FitBod is going to cater your workout to that. And it's going to cater your workouts based on how fresh your muscles are. You can ask a trainer. You can use video demonstrations and exercise instructions. If you don't know what you're doing, you need to stop guessing and start working. And at fitbod.me slash PPV, you can redeem your 25% off code. And you can download to try it now for free. Fitbod, that's F-I-T-B-O-D dot slash PPV over 150,000 five-star reviews and over five million downloads. Fitbod.me slash PPV. Man.
4: Had to get the ad break in there just to like
0: get get my wu <laughs> sign
2: calmed down. Cause
4: man, I was kind of hyped. Like, yo, sure straight <laughs> up. <laughs> we just had DNA on our podcast. Like, people don't was,
2: understand, man. <laughs> DNA is a legendary. We're, we're not just saying that. This guy's a legendary battle rapper. And <laughs> like he was. We talked to them. Yeah, man. Again, appreciate
4: them coming out. Um, again, FitBot.me uh, slash Uh Wherever you are in your fitness journey, get the most out of your work with FitBot. Um, yeah. I know you want to jump into some super chats. You want yeah, yeah, to hop into a topic first. Yeah, yeah. let's
2: hop into a topic because we haven't talked too much wrestling. We got super into that hip-hop stuff, and I'm sure you guys are here to talk, uh, hear us talk about a little bit of wrestling this week. So, yeah, let's get into something
4: um i guess like the biggest news of the week is uh nxt is moving to cw um what that's uh (laughs) out of nowhere um a lot to take in from this um of course the news dropped at first from pw insider um as a report and then uh wwe and cw uh dropped a formal uh announcement that yes they will be moving next to next year, I believe it's in October, mm-hmm. um, to CW. Um I think this this is a good move for NXT off bat. Like a- I think NXT NXT never really felt like a cable product to me. And it could be that I'm used to watching it on the network and then I, I just feel like the move to USA never quite felt like it fit. Um so I, I feel like this is good for them and I think that they're gonna be in more houses because of cw because it's a broadcast channel as opposed mm-hmm. to uh, cable um so i think this is good for
2: them yeah with these uh backstage segments and skits i think it fits perfectly being on <laughs> cw right isn't it like a great perfect crossover between the stuff with uh hanley slapovich and i some of these names that they have on the hanley slap like... yo <laughs> It's crazy. Some of these names sound like they were from One Tree Hill. So them being on CW like hits super hard for me. No, I just honestly think it's a good change of uh yeah, kind of change of scenery. It'll add like a fresh coat of paint to NXT. It's a while away, too, so they can establish a bunch of things. But uh yeah, it's a uh, it's interesting. I kind of feel how you feel, uh, Phil. <laughs> when uh the NXT was on the network, like that was one of the best shows in wrestling. Uh the 2016 20 like all that stuff was like crazy and when they transitioned to usa it didn't it never felt right to me and i was always yeah. like it still doesn't feel right than being on there and i think just them being on cw is going to add some kind of different fire to it that i'm pretty excited about and it feels like they've had a lot of momentum i mean they switched it they started doing these live events they had a show in bakersfield randomly for some reason and uh the energy over there is that pretty hot they had a good rating this week like I think everything about NXT is trending up, so them making this move is really dope. And as far as, like, people get into, like, the, oh, what about home? Somebody was like, oh, they're in less homes or more homes or blah, blah, blah. It's like the way that people watch this stuff, they're going to watch it no matter what. And I think probably, I would say more people probably watch it on CW for some reason. I don't know why. It just feels like they will. They're definitely going to be the most popular show on CW, like, far away, if we're talking about ratings.
4: Yeah, uh, according to Ari Emanuel on the conference call, he said that uh, the deal represents a seventy percent increase in the average annual value of the of the previous contract as well. <laughs> so I mean, the, the rights Big you deal. know, rights went up in value. Um, that's good for them. Um, I know. I mean, other than that, it does sound weird to think about like CW and wrestling um but yeah i mean like when you think of what cw used to be it used to be ww the wb and It used to used to it definitely used to be kind of like upn where it was the black network it had <laughs> wans brothers and like uh so the sister and all of that what's on there, the
2: chapelle's so. name but i'm the wb i like i, don't <laughs> I, I like chicken <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. the WB, the Wayans Brothers is like my favorite sitcom of all time. So, like, it's synonymous with the used to pull up WB to watch the Wayans Brothers. So, yeah, they're not that anymore. They definitely transition. I'm going to bring in this Bergav, uh tweet because it kind of connects to uh, Super Chat. Tra- Shout out to Bragav who says, Happy Grabster Day. Regis NWA tweet was hilarious. Look, on the heels of WWE getting this monumental deal here on cw we were hearing weeks ago a couple months ago about nwa billy corgan having this big he said i have a top 20 two top 20 networks are interested in nwa and recently we heard that cw possibly was going to be one of these networks phil so nwa has a show last week a week or two two weeks ago and they do a spot i don't think we talked about it on this show we didn't (laughs) because why would we (laughs)
4: We didn't talk about it.
2: <laughs> they was wilding on their show, like, why are you doing this in 2023? Nobody, we were all, like, sometimes we have, like, these viral, we're going to duck on people moments where I'm like, why are we doing this? But this time it's like, this is warranted, dude. Why are y'all, what is this? This is stupid. So they did this wild thing where they did drugs on their uh, their show. And so apparently, that's how they lost this CW deal and got the WWE, the CW deal. Phil, how? I know how we got here, but what?
4: Fumbling the bag over a possibly fake cocaine um, spot on your paper.
2: What if it's real? (laughs) I hope it's fake. (laughs)
4: I don't I don't even know how to get into it. What if it's real, but we'll we'll just we'll just stay at it possibly being a fake cocaine um spot on your on your pay-per-view. Um and, and, and I mean that spot looked crazy. Like that's just like, crazy. Just man. Standing around a table doing coke just sounds crazy in wrestling in twenty twenty three. Wow. Um, this definitely feels like uh when keeping it real goes wrong. Like sometimes man, you ain't gotta you don't know, have to We don't got
2: to, man. Like you ain't we, gotta do that. There's man. viral moments. There's different ways we could have been ri- viral. I know what y'all are aiming for stupid what y'all are aiming for. That's it.
4: Uh, yeah, but it definitely produced some great Twitter content. People making all of their jokes about uh, N.W.A. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen Nick Aldis get his joke off as well with his IG post where he put uh, the Dokken uh, Into the Fire record over the announcement, which Love of it. course, if people don't don't remember, Into the Fire used to be the theme song for N.W.A. Power. Um, so just in case you were wondering if Aldis felt a way about N.W.A. after he left there, uh, my might... I feel away. Just I don't know. in
2: case you're wondering if all this was petty, confirmed.
4: No, I feel <laughs> away. Uh, but yeah, some of this stuff was really, really funny. Um, I don't know, man. Of course, this is more. This is more lucrative for WWE to move to CW. Yeah, I do think NWA. The thing that they are missing is a television deal. The thing to get them in front of more audiences, and so this does suck for them. <laughs> um, but we also to say g- the least. <laughs> We also got the report that uh, Tony got. Uh, oh yeah, Tony possibly would have moved Ring of Honor there because he got a proposal to move there. I, of course, we don't know how, like, you know real. how how mm-hmm. structured it was or how real mm-hmm. this was. It seems like somebody tried to approach him at a show about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so yeah, this it seems like CW was trying to get wrestling on their channel in some way because they reached out to more than one person.
2: Which Again, is wild to think about. Well, and what I think Wow was on there. Uh, Women's wrestling was on there for a while too.
4: Yeah, I believe it's
2: still on still?
4: there. It? Uh, did it move to CBS or is it still there?
2: Uh, if they're still on there, that's kind of wild that them them having two different wrestling programs. Yeah, I have to uh, look that up. I have to look into that. But yeah,
4: but it, it just seems it just goes to show that what's going on with other stations like TNT and TBS where they just want cheap content and they just want like content that runs year round, Um, that works for the company. So it seems like CW was trying to get wrestling there some kind of way, whether it be working with ROH or WWE or NWA, uh, WWE, and of course, wins again, as Mike, I like to say, nobody outpieces the hut. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, it, look,
1: it
2: looks like the, the like if you I Googled Wow on CW and they're like, yeah, come watch Wow on CW. I don't know if they are going to change when WWE gets there, but that's like another kind of interesting element. But, yeah, you can't outpizza the hut. But it seems like the NWA could have possibly outpizza the hut. They fucked it up. <laughs>
4: um i i don't know if if they did get nwa that that meant that they were not going to still try to work with wwe
2: wwe's gonna come bro we're going to get (laughs) them.
4: yeah maybe maybe there was a world where both could ended up on cw i don't know but just the fact that all of this happened and you know once again billy corrigan is getting dunked on uh we got the we got the house of wrestling uh report this week as well of people being frustrated with his leadership um i don't know how true that is but not a great work. Not a great week for NWA.
2: It's <laughs> uh, a bunch of tough ones, but it's like, like Bergov said, I, you know, I said it. I kind of knew this was gonna happen. But there's these moves that you, like, you just hear about these things, uh, how they're they're moving out there, and you're like, I don't know. And then like you see it, like when Tyrus was the champion, and he was like, "This is us. We want our champion to represent, and you guys are done with your spots and stuff." We do this, and you're like, I don't know. That's probably not the best idea. And then this, this is huge. This is way huger than that. Like. This possibly could have taken NWA to another level, and they fumbled the bag. This is different. This is like, all right, you was wilding with Tyrus, but now you're like business, bro. Like, we got to talk about something else.
4: Yeah, man. Definitely feels like uh, into the fire for sure, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're definitely
4: into the fire.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But, man, I saw, like, a Charity charity came. They're, like, doing some things, like, if you – get off the bullshit you just like zoom in on what NWA is doing they're making some pretty cool moves over there nothing like earth shattering but like some progression but then like also not at all
4: yeah this could have been a good move for them hopefully they uh, I don't know what the status is with it uh, but hopefully they do get some other kind of TV deal um, because you know of course don't want anybody like the wrestlers and the people that work for NWA um, to have hardships because this went under um unfortunate i don't know
2: <laughs> yeah so i think the wildest thing though is like talking about all this uh all these different channels with wrestling on them you get wrestling yes. on usa tnt cw like you can get wrestling on a multitude of different channels at this point and people are getting big money they're like yes these companies are like i want to invest in wrestling here's a big giant bag and it's like yeah maybe wrestling is in a boom period it's not going to be 20 million people watching at the same time but like yo it's hot out here bro
4: yeah but i think it i just think it goes to show that a lot of these networks want cheap content they want content that runs year-round and it's it's just different then on top of that nothing better than wrestling yeah then on top of that you've got streaming for some of these networks as well and you know that gives you something to add to your streaming um library i don't know how how that works because of course like that wwe has the deal with hulu mm-hmm. and so um, their content goes to hulu but it also goes yeah. to peacock eventually all right um, how is that gonna work so i don't know if that if if uh that means nxt
2: will be on cw's
4: app or not but you gotta and imagine hulu just
2: announced this week that they're gonna merge with Di- they're gonna merge disney and hulu together that's problem sure that's gonna play yeah. a role too in this Ooh, yeah. there's a lot of moves being laid, a lot of money being laid out there. But, yo, I'm super excited about it. I, um, You going to watch uh, NXT, CW? Uh,
4: based on some of the stuff I watched this week, um, I still have the same complaint about NXT. <laughs> I think the wrestling stuff is good, but the stuff in between the wrestling is just not for me, man. Some of you that... uh, Lexi
2: King? Yo.
4: I don't know what Lexi King did to some of y'all, man. But, uh... They was cooking that man on the timeline, man. I mean, they were, they were they were clearing this guy on the timeline. I don't know what was going on <laughs> at
2: one point, but I seen that
4: video of him trying to put them glasses in his pocket like 40 times, bro.
2: Like, no, seriously, I was scrolling my timeline, man, they are taking this guy to the woods <laughs> they, they
4: were definitely getting Lex up out of here. Um, and I, cause look, the the thing that I really am enjoying about NXT is the mellow and Trick stuff. And so mm-hmm. that stuff was going well. And then you add this guy and it's like, oh no, man, I'm gonna need And him, it's man. funny
2: because Trick and Mellow gave up the energy that we all felt like, what are you doing here, dude? Like we're talking.
4: Yeah, nah, it, it <laughs> definitely wasn't for me. Like seeing some of the other backstage stuff like the uh the Tony D'Angelo stuff with Chase You, I was watching, I was just like, This is just not for me, bro.
2: That was uh it oof. That one felt that, that's yeah. CW Phil just like I told you the crossover is happening big dog that's what they be giving it up like over there. It's, yeah it felt like somebody was gonna give it up after that but you know what I'm talking about
4: it's crazy yeah that, that, some of the OTM stuff I'm just like yo this is just not for me man but Phil, the wrestling is still good but it's just the,
2: why is Reggie why are they giving it up like that
4: like Reggie's don't as a Reggie Reggie's Reggie's backstory is crazy. Have you actually like it listened is crazy? To, have you looked into his backstory? Uh his backstory is crazy. He's and the fact tripping. the fact that they decided to bring this to the screen and then people are like, nah, we don't believe you, Reggie. Like, no, nah, Reggie was Reggie was outside, bro. Yeah, that, see
2: <laughs> see, the just the way that you described it there is like all the issues I had from it. Like he's trying to get away from that life. I don't want to relive it again yeah. when I gotta go to work. Like I used to really do that. I don't want to fake act like I really do that. As like, you know gang like niggas that was in that the, hip-hop rappers tell it all the time like i don't want to go back to that life and like you presenting me as that again just seems wild yeah. to me i'm turning it especially into on charity. like nxt like these people are gonna you know what they're gonna think yeah i i'm trying to be as charitable
4: as possible with this otm stuff i again it's just not for me man um and I, they I,
2: think it's for you. That's the funniest part. They
4: definitely think that they're. I am the the key dem- demographic for it, and I am not. Boy, let me tell you. Let me tell you. anybody that, that is in the power to be NXT Sean, you know whoever. This is not for me, bro. I am not in the key demographic, bro. I know.
2: I don't want it. Sean, <laughs> keep it. Keep it, bro. <laughs> I
1: don't want it.
2: Well, I gotta talk directly to Shawn Michaels. Yo, HBK, bro. Keep Not it, man. I, I, That's I the don't... funniest part, though, Phil. They think it's for us. They like, definitely oh, think it is. For... These Rhapsody niggas are gonna love they it. They definitely <laughs> think
4: it is for us. And I, nah, bro, I'm good. Um, I'm
2: okay. I don't want that.
4: Like I said, the Mellow and Trick stuff is good, though. Just, yes. Just, I don't know. I don't know if this is like some, just like some, like grand, like, uh, Thing that none of you guys have discovered hey but you know black people are regular people you can just yeah. treat them like regular people they just have regular characters you ain't gotta you ain't gotta create these fake no, guys. It, no we're good,
2: from bro. the streets bro i was shooting, i shot dice before this uh podcast Not started because that's what it's like it's yeah. hard out here it's rough I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be. And, like, again, like, as some, I wasn't, I'm not a gangbanger, never been a brand, but, like, somebody that's been around, adjacent, I don't even want to see it on my wrestling program. I'm trying to get away from that. It's like that outside. I don't want to hear about niggas shooting dice and shooting niggas and getting money. Like, that's okay. That's real life. Like, sometimes it's too real for me.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man just not for me, man, but, um, you know, I, of course, you know, every time I've I've seen Reggie, I I interviewed Reggie at one point at um, one of the press junkets. you saying that, I'm like,
2: you see, I'm right now, like, what you mean? You ain't never
4: interviewed me. (laughs) (laughs) No, other Reggie. um, (laughs) No, he seems like a nice guy, and so I I get it. You're trying to, you know, work a character, work an angle that gets you on television. I get how these things go. It's not, it's nothing against him. I just don't really care for it. and even like the stuff that they're doing with like Brawling Brutes and Brawling Brutes, like did their vignette that's also a part of their feud. I'm just like, what is this? What am I watching? They're
2: <laughs> like, trying to get everybody on their home turf, on their streets. I'm like,
4: why do you guys doing keep turf doing Why do you guys keep doing this turf war thing with black characters? You tried to do the same thing with Hit Row where you had Hit Row going up mm-hmm. against the Mexicans. I, I, I don't. Why? Why are we doing this, we bro? This. Like, just I, I, I don't. I don't okay. want it. <laughs> I'm okay. good on it. Um, but. Yeah. I mean, hopefully this is good for NXT. I think the other thing that's great um, is that I'm sure part of the reason that the value of it went up is that, you know, they kind of juke the numbers. They brought Becky in. Becky started doing numbers, man. Um, they started moving the needle again. They got Ooh. the optic of of, of beating uh, AEW in the ratings that night. And so I'm sure that that helped them raise the value
2: the last few weeks of negotiation probably looked hot yeah. for them. They're like, look at these numbers. Look at these numbers. We beat this. We did this. They're probably like, oh yeah, come right over bro. We want all that.
4: <laughs> yeah, so I, I, look, this is this is good for, for them and this is good for wrestlers that are there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this means a uh, 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 raise and pay for those wrestlers hopefully this is uh this trickles down to them Mm -hmm. can't say that i'm holding my breath for that because again we know how this thing's work in business but you know hopefully this is beneficial to wrestlers that are there hopefully it gets them more exposure and the pay that they deserve
2: do you think with the cw move that they kind of ramp up what they've been doing recently with like having more main roster established people do you think they try to establish the own nxt identity when they get over there
4: I kind of feel like this was was, uh, a part of trying to raise the value and trying to get leverage for a new contract because... Makes sense. The 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 timing of it is very interesting. The fact that they were doing all of this around negotiations and then Mm. all of a sudden they announced the deal. Mm. I kind of feel like bringing those main roster people on was mostly... Was for that. Was mostly for negotiations. Okay, Um,
2: that makes sense. I could be wrong, um, but I mean... Thinking about it, though the timelines really do line up. I'm like, let's have yeah. Becky as she comes in. She's the champion. She's the main event and she's all this. And we have all these main roster stars. And we so happily to run into this AAEW Tuesday title thing. And like all the momentum just happened to keep going into to their side. So yeah, I could see it. Like, so you think they will kind of establish their own identity when they... We'll yeah, get think, more of like what NXT is supposed to be, not like the main roster.
4: Thing. I think I think they kind of have to. I can see it being still presented as kind of a third brand, but I don't right. think we're going to see like this um, flood of main roster people being there every week like we've just seen recently. I think part mm-hmm. of this is you know to get you know get negotiations and to get the right. contract they wanted, um, and it worked. So it know. worked.
2: <laughs> Wonder what happened. So SmackDown has a new home. CW has a new home. Raw does not have a new home yet.
4: Yes. Uh, that is the other report that came out of this, that uh, they're still trying to negotiate a, a rights deal with uh, Raw. Raw could possibly be moving off of Monday. Which is um, just... Uh, which that sounds crazy. Sound right. Since um,
2: 1993, 30 years, brother, it's been called Monday Night Raw. That would just sound weird calling it anything other than that.
4: Yeah, I think it's that uh, uh, with the TKO uh merger i think that they see that uh they're always gonna have nfl as a competition oh, and they're yeah. trying to move off of monday so they don't have to keep competing with football every year makes sense Makes um, sense. but i i just can't imagine monday without wrestling it sounds mm-hmm. weird i mean I mean, it's one thing to think of it not on USA, because Raw has been on USA since as long as I've been watching wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh, But just to think of it not being on
2: Monday sounds crazy. No wrestling on Monday is – we can't. like That's – my entire life wrestling has been on Mondays. It's just a staple of – it's the beginning of the week, like a new wrestling show. That's going to seem so weird. And for what used to be their flagship, it feels like SmackDown's now the leader of WWE Entertainment and – raw like you said you've said a couple of times raw is actually the better show a lot of weeks it so is. it's it's interesting that it's in this position right now
4: yeah i thought definitely raw was the better show we got a we got a big title match this week um with sammy i thought sammy and uh seth killed it in the main event i thought the bill for uh the war games match afterwards was very good as well war games uh <laughs> yeah we got pierce coming out and yelling uh, <laughs> war games um yeah, man, I, I thought Raw was good this week. I thought the way they've introduced the Creed's on Raw has also been good. Of course, Gunther is killing it on Raw. Shout out to the Creed's. I think, I think Raw's a better show, man.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's just like how they haven't got a deal yet, but maybe they're gonna get a pretty big deal. I didn't think when you were saying that about the NFL. I was like, yeah, it's kind of interesting that after all these years, they're still on Mondays because like they've been getting destroyed for the entire run of their existence yeah. with Monday Night Football. So. Like, I mean, if I'm if I'm trying to make top dollar, I'm moving them off of there because they do actually do better ratings when football's not on. So, like, if we can consistently get that all the time, why wouldn't we?
4: Yeah. Where are you going to move it, though? You're not going to move it to Tuesday because that's when NXT is. You're going to move it and try and compete on Wednesday. It's like,
1: oh, I don't know.
2: And Thursday is also football. Yeah, And then you can't compete with SmackDown on Fridays
4: wednesday maybe um uh, I, I that sounds all bad to me um we're all going going head to head with dynamite every week it sounds oh, like hell i do not want that
2: that sounds terrible like people probably are like oh, oh, no i don't want when wednesday, wednesday night, night war, no i don't Uh. Uh-uh. no yeah. way but what i mean realistically where do they go with that scenario
4: it's gonna be interesting to see um of course we also got their report this week that uh those guys backstage are feeling pretty good about how um, NXT won the ratings war on Title Tuesday. And they think that uh, NXT is going to consistently outdraw um, Dynamite once they make the move to CW. You no, know, we shall see, you know.
2: <laughs> Five hearts beat line, you know. We that's, shall see. That's pretty hefty. I mean, good shot. what else what are they supposed to say? Like, oh of no, course. we're going to do okay. Like, no, we about to cook these niggas every week. Watch it.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. I saw some people that were trying to spin this and make it seem like um this is bad. I think it's good for NXT. How could uh, it possibly be bad? <laughs> I, I think I mean on I mean even if you just look on the surface like a 70% um raise in value. Man, the, <laughs> That's pretty good like that if you're telling me that this show that went from being a network exclusive now has value to
2: uh networks that's pretty good any show that adds value to a network we're talking different stuff and like yeah. our little uh twitter numbers aren't the same as a network no. being like we want you to come and lead our network yeah that's the other <laughs> With thing what's your I, third brand <laughs> that's the
4: other thing i keep having to tell people like twitter Twitter isn't a good bar meter for Mm -hmm. what's going on in the world. It's such a small part of the audience, man. Mm -hmm. Like what you think on Twitter is just not, (laughs) it's not what's really the conversation among other people. Cause there's so many people that don't
2: pay attention to any of that stuff. And I just uh, saw it in sight. People are still attacking me on my Twitter because last night I went to uh, the AEW rampage and uh, collision taping and they're playing a video at the beginning. Phil, like uh, first, I've been to wrestling shows for the last probably 10 years and before the show people woo, but let's establish none of those people are wooing because they want Ric Flair there. People woo at the beginning of wrestling shows because they want somebody to participate with them. They want to sound cool. Like it's just a wrestling. It's it goes with the wrestling shows. Those people aren't saying, Phil, we want Ric Flair. We want Ric Flair. That's not what wooing at the beginning, beginning of a wrestling show is. Yesterday, though, they played a video. Blah blah blah. I think you're talking about World's End or some, some, some Ric Flair, and people cheered and wooed. It wasn't like when they woo at the beginning, it was like people were like, We're excited to see Ric Flair. And I was like, This is, and it was a lot of people. We're in Oakland, like it wasn't like one person was like, I love Ric Flair, it was like everybody was like everybody was like rick (laughs) flair we love him woo! like it and and, and it continued to happen and i was like that's super interesting man because twitter told me this is the worst idea they've ever had and for you know i i wasn't super excited about it but there are a legion of fans feel that don't feel that way they see rick flair the nature boy the nigga that be chopping and putting people in the figure four that's all that they see you know no no rick flair is
4: one of the most famous wrestlers in the world mm-hmm. and you know some people that don't pay attention to any of the internet discourse and don't know about all the allegations like you also got to realize dark side of ring is inside like the hardcore wrestling bubble it a lot is. of casual fans don't know and even if they even if they know about the allegations to them He's still Ric Flair. like Rick So Flair. he's still... I, I've never felt like he's not still popular among some fans, especially mm-hmm. casual fans. Casual fans like Ric Flair, man. They do. And they're they going to still be excited to see him at shows, like regardless of what it is. So...
2: Like, I, I get, don't know how many times I've heard. Do, I can't wait till Ric Flair and Jay Lethal, Black Machismo, square off, and I'm like, people don't mm, like a lot of the the narrative is people don't like either one of these either one of these guys, but there the are internet. a legion of fans that would love to see that interaction.
4: On, on internet wrestling. On fans. the internet. Yeah. It's just it's just different. But right. To your point about the wooing, I do think it's it's similar to what DNA said. That there are people that come to these shows that just want to make noise and they just want to yes. do things because they're casual fans. Like they're not they don't really care about Rick for their coming out there and being a consistent part of the show. Mm-hmm. I'm here in the in the arena Ric Flair is here, so I want to make noise because Rick Flair is here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's the same way with people that are excited to see him at shows. It's like, yo, I'm getting to go to shows and see Rick Flair. Like, even when you think about it this way, um, how many people that are going to these AEW shows maybe never saw Rick Flair in person, and this is their first hell a to see of him. them, yeah. A and lot. so they're just looking at it like, nah, it's Rick Flair." I'm excited mm-hmm. to see Rick Flair, um, mm-hmm. and which is look, which is fine. I don't. I'm not knocking it. I personally. Don't need. To I'm see chill. Ric
2: Flair. I'm, I'm okay. So,
4: and I've always, I've always said that my opinion of them signing him and bringing him in is just my opinion. I That's don't it. need to see him, but mm-hmm. I, of course, don't speak for everyone.
2: There's a bunch of wrestlers that I'm like, I don't want to see that. But it, the whole company and wrestling in general ain't just for me. Like there's a whole, <laughs> a whole bunch of people that want to yeah. see stuff that I don't want to see, and I'm fine with that.
4: <laughs> yeah, casual wrestling fans are just different. Like their, their viewing habits and what they want to see is just different.
2: Yeah. As it it was pretty interesting show though. I sat behind some young Latino fans and uh they were hype for Commander and Vikingo and it was just dope to see like I mean it's yeah. California, so you know we love our, our Mexicans and our lucha libre and so uh every time there's lucha and there's also a um they taped uh I don't know if this is it's not well, saying what the match was Andrade versus Daniel Garcia for uh collision tonight that banged Mm. and like to see mexican wrestlers in california is always great but like seeing their act their interactions to vikingo and commander doing flips and shit is like man i love pro wrestling (laughs) yeah so great
4: seeing uh seeing luchadores out on the west side is just totally different that's why Mm -hmm. when impact comes here and they have the lucha wrestlers man
2: they ramp it up impact is like we got a whole lucha show for you (laughs) i mean
4: even like seeing um Seeing the Lucha Bros win it all out and just how loud that audience was, because it's a big Latino, Latina mm. um fan base here, man.
1: Yeah.
2: That's funny. I that like there's so many parallels between Oakland and Chicago. Like before we were friends and knew about this, I knew, but like there's even more, like as we like I didn't know yeah. there was such a huge Latino population there. Like it's almost kind of the when I felt when I was in Chicago, I like really felt vibes of being at home. It's like, it's crazy. Let's get into a few super chats before we move forward. Uh, Gaming from Canada says, thought I'd show love, have a great pod, and everyone have a good day. Thanks, Gaming from Canada. Appreciate Appreciate that. Uh, Van Twinblade, our friend, says, in eight days, Tootie Lynn will be the new Alpha 1 uh, gravity champ. She will pin Rohit for the second time. Last time was a Midwest Territory belt match.
4: Yeah, Alpha 1 is back. That is definitely one of those big news that can't News that's some of the big news that came out. Uh, be black, uh, Ethan. Ethan, Pay- I don't know why we want to put S's on the end of things. Man. I
2: don't know why we want to do that.
4: It's already an S
2: on the end of news. It's already an S, so I, say- I don't know mean- why we want to do that. <laughs> um, you are so funny. I'm going to Sonics. So I'm like, I don't think there's an S on the There's no
4: S on the end, end of it, man. Jo- Joe Buttons, his name is
2: Joe Button, not Joe Buttons. <laughs> His name is Joe Budden. Uh.
1: <laughs>
2: Shout out to uh, Van Twinblade. Shout out to Glory Pro. Check out Glory Pro Ascend. They have a weekly show. They broadcast a lot of it on Twitter and on their YouTube page. So check that out. Uh, Brigrav with another super chat. Shout out to Brigrav says, I was just watching the punk return in 2021 and it made me feel all nostalgic. It's so sad how it all fell apart within two years. I wish things were better. Man, that first <laughs> dance, you were there. That is, like, in wrestling history as, like, one of the best. Everything about it was just, like, perfect, man. Like, I can't believe we went from that to wherever we are now.
4: Yeah, I just seen a clip from his collision, um, the premiere collision, his collision promo, and I was just like, man, we were just there. I was just there. This was just just three months ago. (laughs) That was three months ago. It was just three months ago. Um, Damn yeah Damn. sorry wait that wasn't three months ago that was in june wasn't it was it it was in june when
2: did it when did it premiere it premiered in june yep it's still not that long ago <laughs> uh i
4: don't know why i'm thinking august <laughs> that wasn't three months ago it was in june uh but still that wasn't that long ago mm-hmm. uh but yeah nah i mean looking you still got the memories you can still go look up the clips you can still go find this stuff uh i don't know and i i don't think this guy's done with wrestling just a no. hunch i don't i don't think that means he'll be here in two weeks to survivor series but it, he sure is playing into it. Hey, he, he's getting his trolling <laughs> in. Um and people keep falling for it. It's very, very funny.
2: Every time it's so easy. He could put a kissy emoji on a uh a post and we're <laughs> we yeah. out of here. We never Oh, that confirms it. He'll be there. <laughs> yeah, the devil,
4: uh the devil uh IG post he put out there, people were running with that too, man. Uh he's having fun, man.
2: It's fun. I like it. It's funny uh will chisholm says poor bailey i don't know they were gonna put the bullet in her after war. i know they were gonna put the bullet in her after war games the faction looks crazy though yeah they looked great as a faction together like seeing them on screen i'm like this faction's badass <laughs> um
4: yeah that's stacked i don't know if you want to get into smackdown yeah let's get off into of the back of that up. um but yeah they look stacked man um uh, the story going into this is uh Damage control, we did not know what it would look like coming out of uh, Crown Jewel because, of course, Kyrie is back. Kyrie is uh, now teaming with EO again. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Kyrie and Bailey have history from uh, Bailey and Sasha's two woman power trip. And so we didn't know if it would be all good for them. But, you know, Kyrie came out and said, you know, I forgive you. You know, I'm here. I'm a part of damage control. I don't believe you, Kyrie. Not at I'm all. Sorry, I didn't believe it
2: for one second. <laughs> I seen
4: that evil, vengeful look in your face when you first showed up at Crown Jewel. And I seen how you guys didn't even acknowledge Bailey at first, man. Y'all were hugging it up. I don't believe you, Kyrie, but we got the match at the end of SmackDown last night. Um, it was, uh, damage control up against the team of bianca charlotte flair and oscar and i was sitting watch, watching oscar the entire time and i was like oscar you don't want to be over there and yeah of you want to be over there <laughs> and so of course we got our confirmation of that when bianca tried to tag her in and she did the old whoop yep i don't want mm-hmm. I, I don't want that spit some mist in her face got her up out of here and then they proceed to beat her down in WO style um,
2: i don't want that It's hella funny
1: <laughs> Uh
4: Great stuff. I thought that this was a great (laughs) angle to end SmackDown on. I thought this was a great way to build to what I'm assuming is the women's War Games match.
2: Look at that. Last week I asked if we could get to a women's War Games match, and we didn't know, and look, we're almost there.
4: Yeah, I I think we've got a good um, heel team and damage control with the addition of Kyrie and Asuka. They look great together, um, the five of them. Um, I assume that Dakota's not ready to wrestle, so I'm assuming it's going to be the four members against uh, Bianca, Charlotte seems like Shotzi at this point, and whoever the last member will be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a good build so far. I thought this this did a good job of getting me excited. Are you kidding me? Some of my faves are together. I've been waiting. I was sitting watching it the whole time like, get get the cat excited man and seeing uh seeing eo and Kyrie and oscar in the middle of the ring hugging it out and saying come on bailey come on in and it's just Mm -hmm. like they're gonna turn on you buddy you're out of here man yo they
2: played the long game with damage control because remember for a bit there i was like i don't know about damage control man they were just like on every single program and like people were kind of souring on them but now Everything is paid off. I feel with what they got now, like uh, the 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 crew that they got now, how they look, how they wrestle, uh, yeah. the vibe of it is like, okay, finally we got to where this the full potential of this team.
4: Yeah, I I very much feel like Bailey is going to be the eye woman out. I. I... I don't Bailey. know if I don't know if you noticed this as well, but it seemed like Dakota was in because, of course, Dakota and EO was like, "Yeah, we we called Kyrie," and I was mm-hmm. just like, "We huh?" Didn't include uh, Bailey in that phone call. If you because look,
2: even how they walked out together, like Bailey was first, and then the rest of them were. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah if,
4: if you know, you know. Before Dakota Kai came to WWE, of course, she wrestled and stardom at one point. So mm-hmm. there's a Japanese connection
2: there. Damn um, Bailey. They can't do my girl Bailey like this though, it's man. It's not
4: looking good for Bailey. I She's mean, not,
2: always the odd woman out. It's not looking good for Bailey. Uh, now, of course,
4: last night it looked like all good. Everybody had they were doing a hands up. Everybody's excited to be here. Yeah, mm, I bet. But, I don't think that this is a long-term <laughs> thing for Bailey. We've seen
2: this before. This is a uh, wrestling 101. You're out of there. Bailey. You better get your exit plan, plan get together. Get you some other friends that can help with this cuz it's going to be some bad times for this. But yeah, no, I'm excited about this. That that crew is going to be awesome. The Women's War Games match is going to be super dope. I think uh, they're building up to some really cool stuff. I hope yeah. we can face uh, we can move on because like they keep doing the same raw yeah matches with the men's. I'm like, you guys have been doing this for five years. I hope that War Games really is the all right, we're done here. We're moving on to the next stuff.
4: Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I think that this is a good way to build up to a war games match. I think this is a good way to refresh damage control because they needed mm-hmm. it. Um who do you think is going to be the fourth member on the baby face side?
2: Oh I was trying to think with the storyline stuff. So you got Bianca, Charlotte possibly shot you think it's gonna be Jade I it shouldn't be that's what I thought initially but I don't think it should be
4: I, I kind of think it's gonna be Jade you think so uh, yeah I kind of feel like that makes a lot of sense <clears throat> for them um, that like makes a lot of sense for her debut as well hmm. uh, because you can put her in a spot where you know she doesn't because now you're She's on the protected. Team. You're on a team with four other wrestlers and, you know, you can kind of disguise some things. And, you know, I can see her being a fourth member. It does sound crazy to think like her first match is going to be like this big hardcore stipulation match. But we know how WWE war games matches are. They're not going to be that hardcore. Yeah, she'll expensive. be fine. Um, yeah. So um, and also when you think about like what she wanted to do. And coming over and being a part of like a star-studded match like this, and being in there with like the big stars, and okay, being in a a, a style of match that she's never done with yeah. WWE, I think mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense for it to be. It her.
2: does kind of make a lot of sense, and the, just yeah, the aesthetics of it, I think, is like, oh yeah, no, this is actually what she came over to do. She's in this big match with all yeah. the biggest stars of the women's division and all this. Becky is still injured.
4: Uh, I don't think Becky's injured, is she?
2: Well, didn't she, what, what is the last thing that she had? The right after the, NXT,
4: uh, yeah. title match. Yeah. I don't think she's injured. Um, I could see it being Becky as well. Becky makes a lot of sense because she right. has history with the rest of those women. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, you know,
2: it's big WWE match. Who else to, you know, it's the big yeah. star. Put, put, put the man in there.
4: Yeah. Becky was in a war games match last year as well. So it makes sense. She was also on the babyface team last year. So yeah, maybe, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely more excited for the war games match than I was coming in. I, I wasn't sure if they were going to do a women's war games match. Mm-hmm. Definitely glad they are going to pull the trigger on that. Um, so, yeah, off
2: to the races. Um, I'm in. I'm in to see where the storyline goes. Hey, Survivor series is stacking up, brother. At the end of that, y'all could have a pretty uh pretty wild night out there if uh, your homeboy shows up.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I will be a Survivor series. So, hopefully it's a good show, but um I do You going not to the me?
2: press conference?
4: Uh maybe. They haven't
2: won. Match of the year, Phil, match of the year. <laughs> that's all I want you to say if you go in there. Yeah.
4: Um <laughs> hey, hey Bailey, have you tried Harold shit? Like what are your thoughts on Hero on on sauce man? That's gonna be my that that's gonna be my the, question.
2: <laughs> I could really hear that being said in there. <laughs> Oh man, about to be silly. Anything else from SmackDown that you liked? I saw the uh, uh, they they paid off the Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio's. He finally is out of the LWO. It seems Carlito came in as the option. Was like, hey, nah, hey. <laughs>
4: yo, Carlito came in hating hard on my man. He
2: was like, get this.
4: You see what this guy did? Get him the fuck out of here. He
2: said, No, nah, Ray, I see what you're celebrating. I feel you, but nah, homeboy. Nah, I don't play that. Run nah. the tape.
4: He came in there with his DNA flow. Like, nah, bro, get him the fuck out of here, bro. I see what he was doing, man.
2: Get- and was like, wait, hold up, wait a second, man. Like, what's going on here? Like, I didn't know that I was being watched back here. I thought I was doing my thing. Paid it off, beat up Ray Mysterio. I'm so look. Listen, when it was happening, Phil, I talked about it maybe last week on this podcast. I'm tired of seeing Rey Mysterio get turned on. He's just trying to be (laughs) the greatest cruiserweight wrestler of all time, impart his wisdom, show you the 619. And every single time they get him behind his back, what does he do to deserve this, Phil?
4: Um, yeah, I mean, look, it does have a very similar build. I mean, even when he um, even when he did the spot on the stairs, I immediately thought of the Seth feud where he did the eye thing on the few on the stairs as well. I'm like, Why'd why do you doing this? Why does this keep <laughs> happening to you, man? Uh but yeah, I'm like, listen, I'm here for it because again, Santos is a heel. I think that's yes. the move, buddy. I All immediately in. I immediately tweeted, Escobar season has begun. We are yeah. back, man. Um, I got a few refer- references off like that when um, somebody uh was uh was like nah, Kyrie's back, bring back the glutes. I was like, yes, unleash the flu son of guru. We are back,
2: baby. Kabuki Warriors forever, man. Two in a row. That's hard. That's hard. <laughs> you know, I'm still saying the Escobar season. Listen, I know that it's one of the most beloved wrestling promo packages in history, but the Miz fucked up hate me now. That could have been any other wrestler in the world, and I would share it every day. But for it to be that with the Miz attached to it, I hate it. I don't know Maybe. if this is
4: a hot take, but
2: I'm not a big fan of that song.
4: I, I'm not a big fan of Hate Me Now.
2: I mean, it's like if, if we're, we're choosing the like, Nas songs, like it's way down there. But I yeah. mean, like kind of the sound and what it represents.
1: Yeah.
4: I mean, uh, for that time yeah. period. Yeah. But I wasn't. But still, not now, the Miz, man. man. Yeah. Nah. We didn't need Miz to get the Hate Me Down. And yeah, that was kind of crazy. But but I
2: feel you. Honestly, when I listened to that album, I I sometimes skip hate me now for keeping it at a thousand. Which album is that on? Is that Nostradamus? I think that's on I Am. Is it I Am or Nostradamus? I think it's on Nostradamus. Mm. I think it's on I Am. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because it came out in 99. Remember that controversy when they shot the video and then Puff ran up and then like they were supposed to show the video and they were like, yo. We don't know if we should show this Puff is really mad, and <laughs> that was a wild time um but yeah Santos Escobar, I think um is like yeah the future of this business like I don't think they Understand what they got, and I'm glad that they're shifting to heal because smiling Santos Escobar didn't really hit nah, that hard man. for me. <laughs>
4: I, I'm ready to get back to it. Everybody in the chat is saying it is on. I am so. I yeah. am. Yeah. Yeah. Nostradamus yeah. is uh is uh Nostradamus, of course, and oh me, <laughs> terrible album. Hate that album. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when you owe me came out woo, trash, they was getting man. nas all the way out of
4: here trash and i've, I've seen people to this day defend OMI me and go nah it was going off in the club it was but listen i, I couldn't Phil, stand on me
2: i went to funny enough they keep talking about this woman uh nas and lauren hill i went to their show a couple of years ago funny they say that time? lauren hill was right on time she was not late so everybody talks about wow. When I saw Lauren Hill, she came and did her set and left, and it was no time in between. But it was a lot of, of course, it's a Lauren Hill concert, a lot of fine aunties out there. When You Owe Me went off, hey, boom, it was loud. Boom, boom, it was boom, loud. Boom, boom. <laughs> Them was going crazy.
4: Say what's your <laughs> price? Uh-huh. What a trash record! I'm sorry, man. I hate that. <laughs> record is so trash, man.
2: Shackles on your feet.
4: Nah, I hate Omi, man. I'm sure there's gonna be people in the chat uh, that listen t- tr- that like, nah, Omi is a Omi is a pop, like, nah, bro. I hate
2: that record, bro. <laughs> it's just like we talked about with Sunshine. It's like these are the greatest rappers of all time, and when you talk when you compare them to these records, these records are trash. Yeah, couldn't stand on me Um, You think of like one mic And uh, and, uh, I gave you power And all this stuff And then like also you owe me And you're like What was you doing? Nah, man it's Genuwan. like we can, when we can blatantly see you trying to cross over and make one of those hits. We're like, I can see right through this, dude. This is nasty. Nah, you know you owe Nas. <laughs> you owe me.
4: <laughs> nah, bro, get out of here, genuine. Genuine wasn't getting this shit off though. <laughs> genuine dancing in the video. What a boy! What a corny, what a corny video and record, bro. I'm you sorry. made
2: illmatic, dude. What are we doing here? Nobody was like Nas, and that's the issue. Is everybody was like. Yes, do it. You'll make a gazillion dollars. But it's like he doesn't need to do this at this point, man. That's why Hove was getting him out of here. Like he was giving everybody fuel. And then Hove was like, Oh, this nigga's whack. Luckily, that all that then still Matic happened. So like things changed. So
4: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, not a big fan of that record. Not not Timbaland's best, not Genuine's best. Definitely not
2: Nod's best. They could have all done something better, but you know, when you're trying to get some coochie, like you gotta have one of them records. Nah. That's what it is, Phil. When all your when he was going to a shows and it was filled with dusty hip hop heads, and he was like, "I gotta get something for the ladies." This is, nah,
4: this nah is bro, crazy. You, you you owe
2: Naj. you owe Timbaland, you owe me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. As somebody who went to a dusty hip hop head show the other night, like. I get it, man.
1: Like
4: uh, man. he did, he he was tired of making uh scaring the hoes music.
2: He was yeah. like <laughs> 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 Let's not scare him and let's maybe invite him and let him dance because scaring the hoes is like gets old after a while. I've been to a lot of hip hop shows where there's zero women that's what, that like people don't understand like the way that things have progressed yeah. i used to go to shows in the early two thousand. there's no maybe like one of the rapper's girlfriends but like that isn't even like that's one woman in the whole building like hip-hop has changed a lot so i understand records like you owe me because sometimes you gotta switch it up
4: man yeah nostradamus is just uh definitely the weakest album in his catalog for sure
2: Definitely. I don't know. I don't know. There's like, I never really bumped the end one, the one with the big, the, the controversy. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, not done yeah,
4: really. Hit it, it, it was. It's still not as bad as um, as thomas at my point. You know, yeah, Nostradamus is a bad album. It's it's a bad album.
2: It's okay. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take I mean, it.
4: you gotta think of what it came afterwards, man. Like he. He made three albums that was like, uh, you know, fire. To the, 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 the quote a uh, whole one was, uh, the other was illmatic, you know. It's <laughs> just like, you no, know, he, he made some fire. And I, I don't agree with him, of course, because it was written as a classic album. Uh, yes. But
2: it was <laughs> embellishing for sure, but that's what you're supposed to do.
4: But no, nah, after that point, lo, those were the two great albums. And then you got the I Am, it's got uh, Nas is like, Nas is like, automatically is like. makes yeah. one, of, one of those records. But then. Nostradamus just wasn't it,
2: bro. It just, Nas is like it's a top five Nas record for me for sure. Like for if sure. I'm making a Nas top five, like it automatically Nas is like it's going in there. Yeah, uh, top
4: everything. top five for Nas, one of one of the better premier uh, beats as well. Like mm-hmm. yeah, you know.
2: just history right there, man. They don't make them like they used to. We're look at us back to hip hop talk. We did all this and we're right back to it. <laughs> uh, let's get into a couple of super chats. Uh, Sal Cruz says. Y'all catch the shoot promo that Mavericks broadcaster gave James Harden?
4: Bro, it felt personal. My man going <laughs> uh, I, I was going in. Everybody's tired I was sitting,
2: of this guy's shit, Phil.
4: I was sitting there nodding the whole time. Like, I mean, he's right. But I was like, what, what sparked this? Are the, are the Mavs even playing the Clippers tonight? Why, why are you going in on it like that?
2: <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Are the masks even playing the Clippers tonight, <laughs> bro? Was mad though.
4: Yeah, he was. He was getting. He was getting his shit off. I appreciate
2: him. No, straight up, he's saying what we all feel. Sometimes you. No, just he's all right. Blood. He's watching right. All these, watching all these clip shows, watching all these clips, seeing what James Harden is still doing, dancing in the club after your team gets beat. Like, bro, get this motherfucker out of here, man. I can't. Yeah, no. Nah, <laughs>
4: he he went through the whole. He went through his whole career like he. <laughs> He definitely uh he,
2: he had something to get off his chest on that one. He got it off. Shout out to him. Uh Van Twinblade says thoughts on NTX Booker, please retire. thoughts on NXT Booker, please retire. You don't uh, like Booker?
4: Uh I, I think that it's it, it's it's what it's supposed to be for that show. Uh it's it's animated, it's over the top, and I mean, but it fits that show.
2: I always like Booker T. Oh my goodness. He's one of the greatest of all time
4: yeah nah he's come on all-time great i don't fuck with all of his wrestling takes and some stuff but it's still booker man this is still one half of one of the greatest tag teams of all time um when you put together all-time lists of greatest black wrestlers he's high on that list man he's a legend
2: two-time hall of famer man I i think i put him in the top five of the 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 legacy edition of the black wrestling 500. yeah uh, our friend Louis Polito says, so how about the NWA deal? We got into it a little bit. But, uh, uh, how about that? Uh, how about it? <laughs>
4: not sound like it's a deal no more, bro. <laughs> uh,
2: our f- uh, friend Eloquit chimes in with another one that says, I need an FTR versus a Grizzle Young Vets match in AWA. We, we all need uh, that.
4: Listen, I'm so happy Grizzle Young Vets are back out here in the streets. I was sitting here watching the the promo that uh, Zach Gibson put cut on um, – Friend of the show Michael Oku. And mm-hmm. I felt bad for Oku because I'm like, dang, get up, bro. Like like get up, man. Fight back. Yeah. <laughs> Fight back. But at the, at the other end of it, Zach was cooking, bro. He was yes. he was getting to it in that promo. And Very this is exactly excited.
2: what you said you wanted to see from him. He's like, I can't wait till Zach Gibson starts cooking. And then he immediately starts cooking.
4: <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's challenging for the British heavyweight championship soon at the upcoming ref pro show. I think that's a great matchup. Makes all the sense in the world for him to come back to the UK and take everything that he missed out on, but over there in NXT, um, I just hate that it's Oku, man. Like, why are you yeah. talking down on Oku like that? Not oh, too much on man.
2: it, man. That's our friend of the show, for real. We love Oku. We want to see him have a long, lengthy, long, lengthy reign. You know what I mean? Yeah, but now nah, that promo was fire. Um, it was heat, though? Yeah. Uh, Chris says. Has AEW burnt out Chicago market?
4: Uh, I'm assuming this is uh, in reference to the sales for the November show that's coming up. I don't know. I just think that you got to announce exciting things for that show. When that's you're it. in a market so much, um, people are looking at, all right, I'm not just going to buy a ticket off the strings. What's happening at that show? What are the matches? What's going on? I think once once we get closer to it and we have announcements and they start doing like the uh, promotion in the city,
2: I think that'll change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, that's kind of how it is for all these shows. They they sometimes book the shows the or announce the matches for the shows a week of or announce the people the week of. So you gotta wait around. That's why they get so many last minute ticket sales. Cause like yeah, like you said, like uh, I was thinking about it yesterday. Uh, I've been to a lot of shows, AEW shows in Chicago. I mean, <laughs> in California this year, and it's like you have to. If you if I'm going, if you expect me to go ten times to watch you in a year, like. You got to yeah. give incentive for the people that aren't hardcore freaks like us that are just going to show up with whatever you give us.
4: That's a that's a packed week of wrestling. I think somebody just said it in our uh, chat as well. But that's that's the week of Thanksgiving. And then you also got SmackDown at Allstate Arena. Oh, and you've shit. Got, you've got Survivor Series on Saturday. So, yeah, it's just a lot of wrestling in the city. And when you're looking like, all right, do I want to buy a ticket to see SmackDown? Have I already gone to an AEW show this year? Maybe I'll hit SmackDown instead. Maybe I'll save and just get a survivor series ticket as well um yeah it's just a tough week to try and sell and then on top of that like i said um it's not two or three years ago where aw used to come to the city and it's selling just off the strength of aw coming what's on this card who's what's, what's happening i mean i remember the first show that they did on thanksgiving eve the big uh the big thing that made people excited for that show i believe i bought my ticket last minute was the cm punk and mjf promo oh, yeah. at that show mm-hmm. and so I think, like I said, once they start announcing things, the tickets will, will start selling, and they've been doing a really good job of doing promotion in cities. Um, we just seen our guy Swerve doing the promotion in city, which was very funny. Swerve's
2: house.
4: <laughs> yeah, him and the uh, the baseball mascot behind him when he was trying to promote the show as well, which was mm. also really funny, man. Yeah, all uh, of it has been hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I think they've also they've been ramping up doing you know promotion local promotions. so I think yep. that's going to change as well.
2: Mm-hmm. And Chicago is Chicago. They're going to come. If yeah. you could convince them with a good match the day before, they'll show up.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I- I'll be there. So.
2: Uh, Devil Kazuya 27 is being a disgusting sicko, saying, who will Big Show <laughs> pin? <laughs> who will Big Show pin? Hobbs, Ozzy, or Brian Cage?
4: Um, Ozzy? Is he talking about uh, Fletcher? Kyle Fletcher? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would like to hope the Big Show is not not getting the, the win for his team in that match. Um,
2: A team with Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, and if Big Show ends up pinning somebody, Phil, I'm coming to Chicago, and we're going to go and fight has, somebody.
4: Has, has it been explained why Brian Cage is in this
2: match? Uh, Prince Nana is loaning him to Don Callis for money.
4: Okay. Um, <laughs> I just don't know why this match is happening, but yeah, I, I don't want to get into that. Uh, <laughs> I. <sighs> What a what a weird hodgepodge mix of, of wrestlers for this match. I just don't really get it. But mm, no, no.
2: Big show and pinna nobody. He's out of yeah. here. This is the last time you're ever gonna see the big show. He's done. And when he gets in with the big homie, he <clears throat> you're gonna get it, Big Show. Watch Collision tonight, and you guys will get a little bit extra on it. He's gonna get um, the big spine buster? Mm. <laughs> Oh, but oh, also yeah. big shot. I seen him walking down to the ring and I'm like, brother.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. Devil Kazuya is right. Um, he says uh thinks it's because Sammy is still out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Sammy that's is, that's the, the, the real re- is, <clears throat> real reason. Sammy's still uh nursing concussion issues, I believe.
2: Yeah, which is like touchy filly and get well soon, Sammy. That stuff sucks, man. Yeah. Uh Will Chisholm says, you know, Triple H got Kyrie and EO talking to Julia saying it's safe over here <laughs> that's a 78 year old man finna be done <laughs> yeah
4: that was that was another one of the big news stories this week is that mm-hmm. wwe is interested in julia which i don't think is news because i think that they've been interested in her for a while yeah There's something a, that's like duh
2: <laughs> and I, I feel
4: like she's just she just makes a lot of sense there i just think if she signs anywhere in the u.s and she believe me buddy she is destined to be in the U.S. eventually. She's just Next. too big of a star. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think she makes a lot of sense for WWE, for their market, the the wrestlers that they sign. She's going to be there. Um, yeah. I, I, just a hunch. Of course, I don't know anything for sure, but no. it, just, it just seems inevitable at this point. Uh, but, yeah, when that report came out and people were saying, oh, she's going to report to the Performance Center, I'm just like, well, she can't report to the performance center. She's still on a contract. Uh, at mm-hmm. least she's still signed into 2024. But next year,
2: um, I could definitely see her ending
4: up in WWE.
2: Mm, definitely. They're going to throw a big, 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 big bag at her. It's going to be looking crazy over there in WWE very soon with their their roster of women. Uh, Chris also says, I feel like AEW needs more pay-per-view locations. Every year seems like they burn those markets out going to the same places for pay-per-views and also they all it's i don't know what kind of coordination but it's always legit like there'll be like a wwe show and then three weeks later there's an AEW show in the same market like they'll be in texas at the same time it's like i don't know how this is happening but you guys need to somebody needs to work together because if you're trying to get me to go to two wrestling shows in the same month i'm a sicko i'm gonna do it but a lot of people aren't gonna do that and that's like the market is being cornered. I don't know how they could coordinate that. I don't know if they're doing it on purpose. I don't know what it is, but they got to change that up.
4: Uh, well, you know what it is, it's competition. Like if, if you've mm-hmm. got a show here a few weeks later, then I'm going to have a show here. Come come to my show instead of buying tickets to the other show. Right. Uh, so, I mean, it is what it is, but uh, I, I think we're going to see more of that with more pay-per-views. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that some of the shows are going to always be where they're at, like all that's going to be in, Chicago, All-In, of course, is going to be in London. Uh, Dublin, us is probably always going to be in Vegas. But yeah. now that you have five more pay-per-views, you, ha- you can switch those spots
2: up. Right. Like the World's End pay-per-view, somewhere different. Uh, yeah. LA for a pay-per-view. Like, you know, we're lit. Um, Chris also says, rumor is Becky Lynch is the fourth member for the War Games match, which you got into a little bit. And then Will Chisholm says, I do think the end game is Bayley versus E. O. for the title at WrestleMania 40 wouldn't be mad at it
4: Mm. i could also see a big multi-women match
2: yeah we're kind of how everything's shaking out right now yeah that's all of our super chats for now
4: yeah i believe we have a ton of uh ton Mm -hmm. of humper chats uh
2: screen is still loading for me loading loading we got a bunch of aw stuff to talk about here soon
4: yeah got uh Might actually have to go to the other screen because I think we're (laughs) off the screen, which is hilarious because I just waited Mm -hmm. for it to load. Uh, Loading, loading. Here we go. Uh, From Gabe, he says, uh, what's up, guys? Really enjoyed last night's show can't wait for full gear um by checking in with phil to get an update on how sacramento kings were doing if i do recall you came and came to the bay last year revolution talking crazy <laughs> he did um <laughs> i mean look i still think the sacramento is going to be one of the better teams i mean look at look at the clippers clippers have been in shambles since harden got there Man. um lakers are out here getting blown out by houston Man. um and 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 orlando like what's going on but mm. you know lakers are lakers they're going to pull it out by the end of the end of the season they'll be in mm. the top position i still am predicting the sacramento is going to be a top 14.
1: Mm. Uh, i
4: don't know, you know what you know
2: it's warriors over here but i see it they're they're hey, tough man. over there
4: you gotta give it up to the warriors man warriors have looked a lot better than i expected them to this season um that guy steph is steph man i saw That's that right. crazy stat of him hitting uh, fifty threes in the first nine games of the season, which is just
2: sicko, sicko, absurd. Like this, is, <laughs>
4: he's putting up like MVP type numbers, man. He's just he's going crazy. Um, you know, Chris Paul is fitting in. He's he's getting a ton of assists because yeah, you know, he's getting a, he's getting those weird stat lines where he have like nine points, but then also have like fifteen assists. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, he's fitting into his role. I think uh, Warriors look a lot better than I expected, man.
2: Let's go, baby. Y'all know what time it is. At the end of the year, we're going to – no. Nuggets. Damn.
4: It's going to be tough for them <laughs> because um, they just don't have the size to that's match up thing. against some of these teams, and that's what's going to be hard. But they played well against the Nuggets the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh they looked good, but Nuggets also still look like
2: the team to beat. Uh, you beating them four times. It's going to be tough as hell it's for gonna anybody. <laughs>
4: it's going to be tough, man. That guy uh, – that was another thing stat-wise this week and seeing how fast uh, – um my guy uh why am uh, I drop Uh seeing how fast Jokic broke that broke that record to move up in the fourth. Like mm-hmm. He just moved past LeBron to be in the top four players of most triple doubles for for all time. Sick. Um and he did it in eight hundred and thirteen less games. That's this that is kid is sick. under thirty and he has hundred and nine triple doubles, man. <laughs> like that's, that's crazy. He's he's on pace to easily um reach the top of that list because i believe the topic right now is uh russell westbrook and i think he has it by like 128 or something like that oh yeah
2: he's he's beating that real soon he's he's on pace by the (laughs) end of his
4: career to be all-time leader in triple doubles Mm -hmm. um because like i said he's not even 30 yet um so (laughs) he could easily um lead that but yeah seeing him hop into the top fives because remember how long um oscar roberts held that record remember how long um Magic had his spot on that list. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Nah, I spot keep telling people Jok- Jokic is uh Jokic ain't no joke, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, nah, I'm 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 not wavering on my respect for the <laughs> for the Kings, man. Kings look good. Houston Rockets also look good, man. I gotta give them their credit. I said going into the season that they were gonna be a team to keep an eye on, and they've been on a win streak. I think they've won like six games in a row.
2: They wash that stink away. You know what time it is? Like, look, we gotta yeah. switch the game up. Get back to basics.
4: <laughs> yeah, they got Ma Adoka out there, man. Uh, they've got they've got some good players. Dylan Brooke is on his revenge tour, man. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green's playing good. Uh, speaking of Ma Adoka, we got that uh, that wild clip of uh, Jeezy talking to Nia Long. <laughs>
2: Shout I out to Jeezy, know. man. these crossovers every time they announce a crossover i'm like why is nia long talking to jeezy but i see why
4: well i mean he said on a new album man as soon as he sees uh nia he's gonna take a shot because you know he's recently divorced um so and nia yeah, was yeah, just man. like
2: all right good, good luck brother <laughs> good luck man. out there
4: called, called him brother <laughs> my brother jeezy and, and and uh her tweet uh promoting the interview i was like damn <clears throat> He did all that dirty macking in that interview <laughs> just to end up in just brother mode damn
1: <laughs> hate to see it
2: you hate to see it sometimes look women are like that especially sought after women like nia long's been hearing her names and raps for her whole career she's like that ain't enough
4: <laughs> yeah we just talked about now I see the, the 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 line off uchi Wally, mm-hmm. the j cole line oh yeah. yep yeah. Mm-hmm. uh <laughs> see from tony p he sent a few um they line them up. He's got a. He says, "Patty the week is CW wouldn't let Billy get a mug and box before they told him the NWA to file their government assistance." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, man, hey, man, CW's. Uh, CW, they have morals. CW, they're going where the, they're going where the winners are, man. I guess you know.
2: I love it. It's gonna be so good. I can't believe they fucked up that bag. I can believe it again, but you know, what crazier to, things have happened to fuck up the bag doing that though? Like, yeah, yeah, have seen some bags get fucked up, it, but like this is so avoidable. Very <laughs> just much avoidable. not do that.
4: <laughs> uh, he says I'm gonna make this, uh, make it quick this week. How did AEW tone feel? How did AEW tone feel to you this week? Did it feel different to me? Uh, the strong shows were dynamite and SmackDown. Rampage was okay. Raw NXT and uh, part of Lone Star were meh. Uh, likes Joe dropping the belt. Hopefully it's leading to a full reset for Ring of Honor. Uh, Hopefully we get reasons behind it as well. Mariah getting her big shine. Uh, the second half of Lone Star was great. More women women visible in AEW. Now let's get second match TK. Uh, he also said the new damage control. Yeah, we know Bailey's getting jumped. but uh, let's enjoy it while we have this version excited for the women's war games match more than the men's Uh, then he says dislike Uh, the Texas crowd for uh, New Japan Lone Star and made looking at the first half of the pay per view a damn chore Uh, like a raw (laughs) mostly positive this week and shout out to all those that voted in this week he's got a fifth one in here that I'm missing here it is Uh, oh and before I go does it still feel weird to you that Cam and Mace are doing a sports podcast? Nonetheless, happy being in the same room together, knowing their past. It's like Phil and Colton having a business and hockey show. Phil and Colton. Oh, okay. Punk and, punk and, um and uh and Man Uh wow. having a business and hockey show somewhere. Um, yeah. That would actually be fire, seeing the that guys talk fire. about wrestling. <laughs> um, I don't see that happening anywhere. But, uh, yeah, he said a lot in there. Uh, it was a lot. That uh, I kind of agree with a lot. That I'm just kind of like, uh eh. mm-hmm. like I said, I thought Raw was good this week. Um, I thought SmackDown was fine, but I thought Raw was good this week. Uh, I thought both, actually, I thought both main WWE shows, shows were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both did a good job of um, uh, building to the pay per view. Like I said, I thought the Sammy and uh seth match was good and i thought they did a good job of uh, getting us excited for the men's war game match i do agree with him that i'm more excited for the women's war games match because we've seen so many iterations of a multi-man match with yeah. uh judgment day and those baby faces at this point um at this point i'm curious if it's going to stay a 4v4 if it's going to be five 5v5 um definitely feels like they could add true to the judgment day side i mm. can easily see that happening i don't know who they would add to the uh I don't know how they would add to Babyface side. Maybe
2: KO. I don't Mm -hmm. know. The only interest I really, the super interest I have in the men's side is just seeing Cody finally be in this damn match. He's been promoting that dad's match. I haven't been in one. I haven't been in a real one, he says. So, like, yeah, just kind of seeing what he does in that element, I think, is the most intriguing about it. Yeah,
4: that he's uh, front and center on the poster. That that mm-hmm. poster is hilarious to me. He's got the army, so funny. He's got the army makeup, and he's coming up out of the water. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for a Survivor Series. I think it's gonna mm-hmm. be a good show. Um, uh, of course, they've also um, teased out who is gonna be the fifth baby pick. Some people are saying it could be Orton.
2: Mm. I don't know, I could see it. I guess so they they've just been reports of Orton training there, so that would get a super huge pop for sure.
4: Yeah, but the the big thing he talks about out of there is the Samoa Joe um title situation. Some people were very, very upset about this. Uh mm-hmm. I I think it makes sense. I yes. I think I think that people are upset about this. This gonna be it's gonna be fine in a few months. I definitely feel like this, if anything, um raises the percentage on me thinking he's gonna win that title by Mm -hmm. the end of the year Mm -hmm. I think Samoa Joe is going to be the guy that beats MJF Mm -hmm. and I think that's why he dropped the belt Mm. um so I'm fine with it and I also don't think that like he's doing anything particularly new with the ROH title you could give that belt to somebody new and have them have a reign with it yeah Mm -hmm. I get you know should he have put somebody over you could have gave somebody to rub but You don't want this guy to take a loss if he's going to go for your main title. So I I understood. And he definitely wasn't taking a loss to Keith Lee. Keith Lee is not what he was when he first signed. He hasn't been on TV as much. It would have made no sense for him to just randomly get this Dynamite match and then beat Samoa Joe, who's been undefeated
2: as champion for over 500 days. Some people are making the argument, what if he lost it in a multi-man match?
4: Yeah, I can see that. But I mean... I'm fine with him dropping a belt this way. You can do a tournament or something. Um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I yeah. think people that are upset about it have not come to have not come to the conclusion that Ring of Honor is kind of in the mud, like we've already <laughs> to conclusion a <laughs> long time ago. <laughs> so I was just kind of like, uh, I mean, this is what the status of Ring of Honor is, man. Um, like, I mean, like, like other than Athena, <laughs> Athena's pretty much carrying that show. But like, even look at the state of the tag belts, like
2: that shit got me good listen initially as somebody who's invested has to review ring of honor i was like i guess they just don't care about us but that they've been telling me that they don't care about me for
4: a while all i want to say is that
2: they don't really care about us Straight up, they told me a bunch of times they don't care about us. And so, like, now I'm like, all right, who cares? Like, well, nothing's going to – that doesn't do anything for anybody. It makes Samoa Joe look good. He's a badass who held the belt for yeah. 574 days. Nobody could beat him, so he vacated it. In storyline purposes, if I give up this championship, I, all my focus is on MJF. I don't have to yeah. think about contenders over here. I don't have to think about showing up to ROH TV. I don't have to think about anything attached to that. I'm trying to get MJF, and I want zero distractions. so here's this belt as a championship that needs to be in ring of honor they keep doing i keep gassing me up and then they still they'll put it on somebody that's also not going to be on there so i don't know what's going on here but yeah joe joe wasn't on roh
4: that often anyway no they it was clearly they were making the move for him to be on the main show yes um so I, i i guess it just doesn't bother me i think if if you're still like man why won't he do things to make roh better i look man that ship has sailed for me i already see what it is and so i i'm just hoping that they eventually get the, the belts off of uh main aw guys and just reset the brand just put that's it. Put, just put the, the belts on people that are exclusive to roh and just keep it rocking because it's very clear when they put the belts on aw guys they're not going to show up regularly on the show because mm-hmm. they've had so many situations where it hasn't so max I has just,
2: been on that show Zero times since he's been Ring of Honor yeah. champion. the
4: the Hung Bucks were never on the show as zero champion. times. Yep. Same um. Thing. Yeah. So I mean, how often? Claudio was rarely on the show as champion. It mm-hmm. just that's just what it is. And so, I mean, I get why people are upset, but I just was sitting there like, nah. I mean, <laughs> Joe's gonna be champion and it's gonna be great. Um. And he got a record breaking, he got record setting title reign. He I believe he now holds the record for both the world title and a TV title,
2: doesn't
1: he? Mm. Hmm
4: yeah so i mean joe's a legend man joe's a ring of honor hall of famer um i'm fine with it it, it yeah i'm, I'm just accepting
2: sleep, what i'm accepting what it is at this point like yeah, uh, i think that's what uh, it is for me too <laughs> now ring of honor is just the show that my indie wrestling friends are going to get a shot on so i'm excited about it like last night a uh, shout out to uh brook havoc and johnny robbie who got a shot shout out to the homie was on the other homies were on TV, TV, but anytime that they have like cool independent wrestlers on there in the local market, that's what it's about now. It's not about like the, I've seen a bunch of people when they were talking about the CW deal of like, they should have put a ring of honor on there. I'm like, it's not, that's not what this is. You guys like stop. We need to stop thinking. And then people are still like, I can't wait till they announce the max deal. So ring of honor can, this isn't that stop thinking that we got to move on. Ring of honor is this honor club brand here for people to get reps in people to get kind of acclimated with the, the company and uh, kind of push for the AEW thing. It really is just a developmental brand. It's not the ring of honor that it used to be and it's not going to be, it's not going to be. So just like,
1: that's yeah,
4: it. I, I wanted to improve. They, they have people back there that cl- care about ring of honor. Um, but the product is just not where I want it to be. And I think, you know, if you look at this move, it definitely kind of shows you what um, they think of Ring of Honor.
2: It's just a good wrestling show with good wrestling matches. Do you like so, that? All right, here you go.
4: I mean, like I said, I, I'm not all that upset about it, but I definitely saw a lot of people tweeting and ranting and being upset about it. Um, I get it. I'm just not in that place. I, I, I see the story. I see the vision. Um, of course, it ties in with the devil stuff. Do um,
2: uh, so you think Samoa Joseph is going to be the champion at World End? I think he's going to win. Damn, Jay battle. White, bro. What about Jay White? He's been written off.
4: Jay White's losing, man. I've been saying that for weeks. He's losing. Um, it's very clear that he's losing, and I believe that Joe's going to win by the end of the year. Um, I Him coming what... in
2: creeping this week after the that attack, like, bro.
4: Yeah, with the maniacal <laughs> laugh afterwards, like, sure seems <laughs> like he could use some friends. <laughs> 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 i see you joe what you was doing here <laughs> um I, and i think this is uh this week kind of confirmed for me that the devil is probably adam cole like the fact that the first time we saw the devil in the building was the last time that um he was in the building physically and every time we see the devil now he's on a screen kind of like adam cole is always on the screen in a way now um Ooh. the fact that he's been saying nah man you know why don't you just accept joe's offer team up with joe Coming from a guy that has beef with Joe now, because the last time he was in a ring, he was trying to help Adam win, and yeah, man, I don't know. Okay, yeah. he yeah. wants you to team with a guy that he knows is not on your team. Nah, man, Adam, Adam.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of into that. Adam's scheming, man, because the them attacking the claim this week. He's like, I don't want nobody to team up with this fool. And you didn't choose uh, the kingdom to help you. Like, there's all these reasons yeah, that you yeah, could be that guy.
4: You didn't pick the kingdom guys that are also very clearly your ops. No, mm-hmm. he wants you to team with guys that are clearly not really on your team, right? And and those guys that claim they really want what's best for Max. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I Adam Cole wants
2: your downfall, big dog. We don't want yeah. we don't want people I, wanting good for you.
4: Yeah, Adam, mm-hmm. I I think Adam's very clearly the devil at this point. Um, which I think is a good storyline. Of course, it would have been better if he's not injured. And, you know, he could have won the belt before the end of the year. But I, I, right now, I think it's looking like he's the devil. But, man, Max has got a lot of enemies out there, man. I was just this, sitting looking this, at it. Yes. He's got a lot of enemies, man. Warlow's still creeping around, mm-hmm. um, writing, like,
2: angry... <laughs> Writing angry rants about him every week. Um Orlo's being pretty emo back there for sure. He's in the dark. He's yeah. talking about the past. He is not happy about
4: nothing. Nah, he he's sick of this dude, man. <laughs> uh Joe Joe is uh like, nah, I don't need this belt anymore. I want I want that belt. I want that I want big gold belt. one.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, man, you've made an enemy out of all the bullet club guys, man. Kenny Omega's still looming back there. He's he got his match, but he's still mad. He still wants that belt, like yeah. This is uh, of co- like I said, this is how the world champion should be booked. Everybody should be like, I want that belt. I'm gonna kill MJF to get it. I love that Samoa Joe. Like, an- again, initially I was like, damn, but now think about I was like, damn, that's badass. He threw this belt down to be like, I want the real championship. That's how everybody should be like. This is cool. I had fun with this. I thought they might have gone with the uh, the impact way of dealing with this. So. I vacate this championship to get a shot at yours, which I thought could have worked a little bit better. But that is also Impact's idea. But yeah. I like that. Like I'm the cha- I'm the best champion. I'm done beating people up over here. I want that.
4: Okay. Option R. <laughs> Option R. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I look. I think it's really cool. I think him. I think him making a point of like, no, I was your king of television, and I was. I was basically undefeated i've I've beaten everybody you guys put in front of me i was a great tnt champion and all these other things now i want the main belt enough <laughs> i i think it's dope like man i think that visual of joe with that big belt over his shoulder is gonna look dope i'm here like for you. it man i'm, I'm uh,
2: here for it too honestly like <laughs> i was super into jay white kind of being the champion it's unfortunate scenario that he's landing in but like if we're getting a samoa joe title reign with the way that he's been doing, sign me up, big bro. I ain't mad at it, man. Like,
4: again, <laughs> you're seeing him back back in the crowd at uh, Halloween Havoc, this guy showing up next to DNA at, like, battle rap with, like, the big belt over his shoulders, man. Sign me up.
2: We bro. all know the fa- the famous Wale Mania of him rapping the public
1: bro. service announcement. In, like,
4: Samoa Joe is, is us. <laughs> in, in Philly this year, man, him possibly being out there at Wale Mania during WrestleMania weekend with the big belt over his shoulder
2: okay yeah, Icy, yeah, yeah. i see bro i want to see it bro sorry. i'm in I, yeah i'm in sorry jay white you're a, sorry max like yo samoa joe yeah that's super hot i'm all into it
4: yeah I, i'm here for it man as a big joe fan i want to see it man i wanted mm. jay white to win as
2: well but it feels like the joe thing is happening. circumstances yeah uh let's get into a couple of super chats uh irene c says continuous investments in their under 35 roster should be the work slash optics AEW is putting forth right now. Keep Flair, Jarrett, Big Show, et cetera, off my TV.
4: Yeah, I felt like that was definitely the thing that I took away from the opener of Dynamite this week. Uh, sorry, we didn't really answer your question about that. Now um, <laughs> that I think about it, we didn't answer your question about the feel of Dynamite. This oh, week. yeah, yeah. We, this kind
2: of uh, ties into that, so that works.
4: But uh, yeah, I, I definitely feel like the opening match drove home the point that they should be focusing more on younger talent. And mm-hmm. not so much on the older guys. And, I mean, I think AEW has done a great job of bringing in veterans and giving them, like, a second chapter. Like, when you think about what they've done for, like, Billy Gunn and mm-hmm. and Christian Cage and mm-hmm. even Brian to a degree. Yeah. Um, like, they've done a great job with veterans. But at the same time, the thing that made AEW so refreshing when it started is that... This is a new promotion with new faces alternatives. I mean, Cody came in straight out the gate saying, fuck the attitude there. like, yeah. And so to go from that to now being like a nostalgia show where you can see guys like Paul White and Ric Flair and all these guys, like, all right, well, it's not as, it's not as much of an alternative as it used to be. Um, so I agree. I think that they should focus more on new talent. Um, it did very much feel like Max was trying to drive that point home on his own. Uh, he kept trying to get Chance started during the match. Mm-hmm. And the match was good. Um, yeah. I thought it could have been a little bit longer. But also, after the match, getting in the camera saying this basically, like, this is a young man's promotion. I'm like, I feel you, Max, as mm-hmm. champion. You're probably one of AEW's best success stories in terms of like homegrown guys, mm-hmm. um, even though he's technically not a homegrown guy. But you know what I mean. Uh, it yeah. just. I get it. I get it. Also, the the double XL photo shoot he did was also fire. Mm-hmm. But I think that your company's got to make that same con- concentrated effort, man. Right.
2: Yeah, I think uh, as far as the optics go, I think this is kind of uh, what AEW needs to get into, what they got into this week on Dynamite. Just give us super fire matches and just tell stories around them. That's all we really yeah. want. It's not really that complicated. Like, And you don't have to stretch so far out of the realm of whatever you were doing storyline wise to mix it up like how they did swerve and pinta this week like it yeah. ties into all the story it ties into everything that's going on but at the core of it it's just a super badass match that we we get to see so we get to see this badass match they're still telling stories they got back to basics with a lot of that the joe and keith lee match was badass too yeah a lot of just great work max and and daniel garcia just like put a dope match on have the match tell a story around it and that's what brought us to aew an alternative like it's pro wrestling so there's always going to be some kind of nostalgia acts and we all know kind of like the
0: yeah. history
2: of tony khan he's a he's a big you know 90s 80s wrestling fan so there's always going to be elements of that but yeah at the forefront of this needs to be the daniel garcias the 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 mjfs the dante and dariuses the hooks the those people that are going to be the future. of the, In 10 years, we are not going to see Flair and Jarrett and Big Show. We're going to see Dante yeah. and Hook and Dan Housen or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I mean, they've done some good things. Like, I mean, boy,
4: that reaction Julia Hart got on Wednesday. Julia Hart's they, out of here. They've done a great job of, like, doing the long-term character building with her and it, you can see the dividends finally paying out and uh i just think i would like to see more of that like of course ricky stark's another good example where you know ricky's doing well right now the reactions to him are doing well but yeah guys like garcia i would like to see like some kind of stories and, and character building with him um yeah the dance and stuff is over but man get him into some storylines man mm-hmm. same thing with lee man where's lee moriarty man get some yeah. of these young, younger guys on tv more um yeah
2: julia is a success story she got a pretty big pop last night at in oakland like as soon as her music hit and people know that it's her like she's one of those people are invested man like right up along there with the stuff that tony storms i know tony storm's a little bit more outlandish but like we're talking women character work like people are super behind julia hart and i don't know if that's initially what Going in AEW, one I'm sure it did, but it felt it kind of felt like this the the rocket was being strapped to Sky Blue's back, but like Julia just came in and like people are really attached to them. I think people just love House of Black so much that like yeah any kind of lore attached to that and Julia's doing a great job to like get people more invested of in it. Like people just love that what their group is doing.
4: Yeah, Julia's Julia's definitely out of here. To the point, I'm like, man, you might need to put a belt on her. Soon, yes, man.
2: I'm saying they, this. It's always the time the inevitable ones. Like Tony is so hot that like you got to put a belt on Tony Storm. Julia's in that same way. It's like, damn, everybody likes her. She's getting a big pop. She's people are tuning into her segments. Like, yo, might be time.
4: Yeah, but I do I do think this episode of dynamite. Of course, was better than last week's. Yeah. I thought that this was um, more restoring the feeling. I don't know if I don't know how consistent it would be. Of course, because it's just one episode. But I, I like the opener. I thought the opener should have been a little bit longer, but I enjoyed it. Um, I always enjoy Max sh- I mean Max. Max showing everybody that uh, he is a technical wrestler. Man, mm-hmm. uh, he. <laughs> He did get like a pure wrestler to tap out in this match and I think that was def definitely a point he was trying to make, like, nah. Y'all keep trying to say I'm just a I'm just a talker, I'm just a character. Nah, wrestling i appreciate him toning down a lot of the character stuff he usually does in his matches you didn't see a lot of kangaroo kick stuff Mm -hmm. you didn't see as much of him playing to the crowd it was straightforward technical wrestling Mm -hmm. um so i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot of course swerve is Swerve, swerve versus penta was fire that's crazy great match um great to see red velvet back i thought she looked Mm -hmm. great in both of her matches this week yeah big win over
2: ruby soho last loved it yeah she looked great yesterday yeah so i
4: thought it was a good good episode i mean the i i i like where they're going with the bucks stuff um i do think it's odd to go from having a title match coming up to going oh we're gonna put our title match on the line at the pay-per-view so are we not gonna have the belts defend to get that pay-per-view i guess we're just doing that tag match instead um it's an odd choice but i thought all of the backstage stuff was good uh <laughs> matt getting his shit off and doing getting the Elite lore going again. I thought that that stuff was cool. Made a few uh, valid points about Jericho in that as well. Um, every
2: time, every time. <laughs> made
4: a few valid points. Um, but I, I like where they're going with this. Um, I think that that match is a big match that feels like it belongs on a full gear card. Um, yeah, I think that this match, this this uh, this week's was definitely a big improvement. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the Tony and Sheeta and stuff as well. I thought this was a strong week for the women. Yeah. Um in, in particular, um uh, being a match, being the bill for the, the pay per view match with Sheeta and um and Tony. I thought Tony is as usual really good at the character stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I thought the introduction of uh Mariah was good as well. Um of course we got that news as well that Oh yeah, let's get into it. Mariah officially debuted last, uh, on Wednesday, I was about to say last night, not Rampage. But.
2: How you feel about, because uh, the, the the debate this week is how they intro- introduced her. And I thought it was fine. I, I liked it. I thought it was a smart way to introduce
4: her because you weren't going right. to bring her straight in and have a match. I know people were like, oh, put two matches on Dynamite. Yeah, it would have been cool to bring her in and have her match. But you also got to realize that um, your main audience doesn't know her yet. Yeah, so you got to get to that point, and I thought bringing her in and attaching her to one of your hottest acts in the division makes a lot of sense. Um, I've been predicting from the longest that she was going to team with uh, Tony, so there we go. Hey man, might need to start making Nas nice records about me. I'm saying know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Negro Damas,
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> classic Dave Chappelle skit so as well. Classic. Uh, <laughs> But no, I thought that this was a smart way to debut her because you're gonna you're already uh, uh, putting her in the midst of a storyline with uh, yeah. Tony and Sheeta, mm-hmm. and then you're aligning her possibly with, like I said, one of the biggest acts in the division. I thought this made a lot of sense. I thought, uh, of course, adding her in this position with RJ and RJ is going to do a great job of you know accentuating the character stuff with her. So I liked it. I enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, I I like that. Uh, kind of what you said that like a lot of the fan base doesn't know who she is, but also there are certain sam- a certain section of their fan base who does know who she is. So she she can just come out and be like, this is Mariah May, I was in stardom, I'm this person, I'm all this. So there are certain that do know, but then there's this other side that doesn't know. So connecting her to the hottest character you have is probably perfect. And she's gonna kill it immediately when she goes in. So I think just like, yeah. there, everything is a case by case. Some people should be debuted uh, they should come out to the crowd, maybe run in on somebody or we should announce their date or something. And some people should come in like this. Like, I think everything could be different. It doesn't have to be the same.
4: Yeah. Um, definitely makes me worry for Sheeta going into this pay-per-view because, uh, you know, she needs some friends out there and it seems yeah. like Tony might have a friend in her corner now. Mm. Um, I, I like the way that they've handled the split of uh, the outcast so far. I like the idea that Tony left and, On one level, you've got Soraya saying, Man, she's not even a star. But then you have somebody that immediately came to the company that's like, I came here for Tony Storm. I came here to basically be an understudy to her. Like, she went to Stardom, so I went to Stardom. She signed with AEW, so I signed with AEW. I like that. I like that aspect of the story
2: a lot. And when nothing, we should, of course, give it up. You said about Sheeta. We got to give it up to Sheeta because she's been hilarious in all the Tony Storm, like her being super annoyed by everything that Tony Storm did, like when she licked the pen this week and she Sheeta was like, oh, you, you nasty. <laughs> or when every time she comes out and just like, what the? F-? I'm tired of her coming out here. It's just been perfect. Like, yeah, you got to. Uh, Sheeta has been the MVP of this women's division. Every time she's called upon, she knocks it out the park. Um. So it's like also like, damn, maybe like it's not so bad that she could potentially lose the championship because, damn, give the homegirl a break, man. <laughs>
4: yeah i i want to see her retain at full gear but i of course would not be surprised if tony wins i thought tony did a great job as well for people that are like what is the character kind of give me a synopsis of what the character is in that Mm -hmm. brief uh contract signing where she was just where she was like what happened to you and she was just like you happened to me you ruined everything (laughs) and it's just like yeah i didn't get to make history like you did so i i had to become history i'm timeless and it's just like no that uh, that's a perfect there's a perfect summary of what the character is. Um, I I thought they did a great job with that. It's like I said, I think Mariah is gonna be a good
2: piece to the puzzle as well. So we'll see. Tony Storm's in a great position, though, Phil, because she could win or lose like the story could be told either way. Like if Sheeta does end up winning, Tony Storm can still tell a great story of being in despair of not winning the championship and trying to get back to it. But then if she does win, it's also a great story because then she's the crown queen again. So it's like yeah. either way, she's winning. I think if she
4: wins, um, I think it makes even more sense with the outcast split of like, no, you know, I didn't need those other two. Like, right. I'm the star and I am a three-time AEW women's champion. It's me. It's me. I got to understudy. It's me. I, I, think <laughs> that, uh, I think that this can uh, work out really good. and I, I agree that Sheeta has added a lot to the feud. Um, just her facial expressions, her acting. I thought her English was very good in the mm-hmm. contract signing um, segment as well. Go figure, man. You give the women storylines, you give them character and motivations, people will be interested, man. Wow. Um, I didn't think it
2: worked like that.
4: um, (laughs) I I thought they also did a good job of uh, building towards the TBS title match, where I Mm assume the TBS title match is going to be for the pay-per-view. Looks like it's going to be a multi-women match.
2: Collision, some things happen. I won't give away any spoilers. Just watch the show tonight.
4: Yeah, so looks like uh, we're building to maybe a four-way. So,
2: makes sense. Yeah, uh, the women's division is getting excited. This is all we want, man. Just keep ramping it up, giving us more segments. It's helping that Tony and Julia are so over. Mm-hmm. Um, just like put more put, put more women in those positions so they can get over too. But yeah, Mariah May, very exciting signing. Megan Bain, very exciting signing. I think like the future of this Julia is gonna be in the mix. I think too next year. Like the AEW definitely be in the mix of. Offering her a bag like the bag over there Is going to be insane but you know Potentially she could be here too like There's some things happening of course always We'd be remiss if we don't mention her She's out there somewhere Mercedes wherever you are We miss you and we love you and we can't wait for you But yeah, she's always looming out there. So it's like wherever you are, (laughs) (laughs) we got some good stuff coming. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you you mentioned
4: the Megan Bain thing. There was also some news this week that uh, Megan Bain has been signed to a tier deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, I thought that that was a really smart the way they handled um, not just her injury. But when she came back from injury, she immediately went to the excursion with stardom and she looked great with stardom
2: cooking over there.
4: And so I I look forward to her coming back because she's a unique character. Um, they don't have a lot of um women of her size as well, mm-hmm. so I think she's going to do well when she comes back. I'm kind of salty she's that a we are. I'm kind of salty we didn't get the Jade matchup by the time yeah. she came back, but I think that she's going to do well. Like I still she think,
2: almost says kind of white Jade if we're keeping her the start. <laughs> white Jade is crazy, bro. <laughs> white Jade is fucking crazy,
4: bro. <laughs> Nah, that's that's, that's crazy. white shade is crazy, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I'm excited about Megan Bay. I think that there's some cool matchups for her. Like uh, obviously, like her versus Statlander could be fire. Like mm-hmm. there's so much stuff she can do when she comes back, and you have you know other other wrestlers that worked on Stardom as well that I think she'll do well with. So. I'm excited about that signing. I liked her when she was with Beyond. I thought she was doing dope things with Willow. Yeah, and, she's good. She's um, a big star, honestly. Yeah, and I like her presentation a lot. Um, I I'm excited for her to come back stateside eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: AW man, just keep giving it to us. Keep giving it up. That's all we want. Uh, let's get into a couple more super chats. Uh, Aaron Busby says birthday on Monday. Happy birthday, Busby. What you doing, man? Shout me out. You you having a party out there in San Jose? Send me some. So just coming on here to shout y'all out. Ah, uh, favorite War Games match from the NXT Black and Gold era. Also, M is the GOAT. The GOAT of what?
4: I'm sure he's uh I'm sure he's gonna be listening to Copious and Mouse of Drake on Monday. <laughs> and uh, you know, having a good time, man. Shout
2: out to Busby. Is Eminem M the goat of white rappers? At least let's we'll we'll give him that. Yes. He is. he is. Yeah. So, no. I mean, he's,
4: he's among the top, one, one of the top rappers ever. I mean, we've had yeah. this conversation before, but he's not he's
2: my, not coach. the goat. No, he's not yeah, my no. goat either. Uh, uh, my favorite match is, uh, I was at the, uh, <laughs> I was at the, uh, uh, where Ricochet did the, where Ricochet did the double Mooney. Yeah. I think that was in LA. I don't know, remember. I don't know who was in the match at all, but, uh, yeah, I remember being that. I remember recording that. So that's probably my favorite uh, NXT War Games match. Um,
4: favorite uh i'm a big fan of the women's war games match the the match where dakota turned i thought that Mm -hmm. was a really good one um it might be that one i thought i think that That was pretty good war war games match is probably one of the best ones from the black and gold era um trying to think of men's ones um the fact that I can think of the women's, women's match first tells me <laughs> all I kind of need exactly. to Exactly. I'm like,
2: what were the other ones?
4: Because <laughs> that was also the one where uh, uh, Rhea was having a hot weekend going into Survivor Series. Oh, where yeah. she, she was in the War Games match, and then also she was in the Survivor Series match. Um, so yeah, it's probably that women's War Games match. I don't even remember which year they, that was. I think it was 2018. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was
2: 2018. <laughs> Yeah, I can't
4: This is this is where this is where uh we always missed uh Will Washington because he always remembers dates. Yeah, Day
2: exactly. Uh, I he think always knows.
4: 2018.
2: I think it was 2018. I don't yeah. Know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, that's ours. Um Chris says when when do you think the devil will be revealed? Uh
4: uh, probably, probably whenever Max loses, I think there's going to be like a scheme
2: around it. Mm. That's what's going to be his downfall. You think?
4: Yeah. Matter of fact, I don't think it was 2018. I think I'm wrong. I think it was 2019. Cause I think it was right before the pandemic.
2: Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. That's that blurry. I think, I think it was 2019. Yeah. Hmm. No. But yeah. Uh, attached to MJF losing the championship, I'd assume whenever when that they- is. Uh, then uh, Stan Mural says, thoughts on AEW's Doja Cat promo?
4: Yeah, we talked about it on here. It was, it was dope. I thought it was yeah. a good look to uh, focus on the women for once and give them mm-hmm. a big promotional moment. I thought it was cool. And Doja's um, having a great year, has a great album out, and women looked very excited about it. So. Yeah, they played
2: are... it uh, two or three times last night on the big Tron, and I liked it. It looked even better on there. So yeah, I think it's a really dope collaboration, and I hope they just do more stuff like that. It just, it just, yeah. the energy of it is just cool, and you know, to feature those women. And the funniest part is like those women aren't even really the focal point of AEW's women division at the moment. Uh, I mean, it's Tony and Sheeta, but like for the yeah. most part, it's like there's kind of a new guard of women's wrestling, which I think is really dope to see. But yeah, super dope promo.
4: Yeah, they had a. Uh... Dad, Britt, in it of course. Britt is uh, has been in Chicago doing promotion for um, the the new ah, Thanksgiving Eve episode coming up. Mm-hmm. So I know she was at NBC. She did another uh, uh, interview somewhere in Chicago. So yeah, you know it's Brit. Brit is going to be it's a Brit. part of all of the big promotional stuff. So it made sense it's for me. Uh Soraya <laughs> was also in there. So no, I, I mean it kind of is all of the women that are like like the focal point of the vision. Willow mm-hmm. was in there as
2: well. Willow, Willow yeah great 10 out of 10 no complaints no 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 reshoots you did it i would have no just reshoots. put the whole video willow if it was me but that's just me uh our homie reggie simmons says red you are right chicago and oakland got similar vibes i lived in the lake merritt area for a year and felt right at home much love to the town i live in the lake merritt area so yeah it like really it, it just all hits shout out to reggie simmons dope for submitting to us and that's all of our super chats yeah, for I think.
4: now I think we've got some humper chats left. Um, I hit this bizarre bizarre big L one while uh DNA was here. Uh, from Wagga, he says, Good day, grabs fellas. Uh, the Heat won a few games, uh, Loki season fi- finale, Marvel's movie, uh, the credit scene, and uh, New Japan updating their streaming setup and release of the app. It's been a good week. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of uh, content. Um, I thought uh, the Loki season finale was good. I'm assuming that's the series finale. Um, really really good episode really good show i think if if you're looking for any disney plus marvel show that i feel like gets the stamp of approval i think that's the best marvel disney plus show um there you go it's not long it's like six episodes for both seasons so 12 episodes total Watch that in one day. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> check that out. I think it's a really, really good show. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is doing fantastic work, also on Wilson and all the other um, actors and actresses on there. Really cool to see. Once that strike was over, all of the actors and actresses were back outside. Like yeah, everybody, to to work. everybody was back in promotion mode. I got
2: this movie coming out. I'm doing this role. Do not forget. I'll be outside
4: yeah really funny to see people um going back and dropping stuff from back backstage and like all this stuff to promote shows that are already out like mm-hmm. hey i couldn't talk about it then but i could talk about it now <laughs> um really cool to see man um and great for great for the uh screen actors guild yeah that they, they got that uh squared away they got their deal in place um Salute to them, of course. Uh, salute
2: to the Rock and John Cena finally not having to answer their <laughs> phone every time that WWE calls. All right, I gotta go to work. Quit calling here.
4: Yeah, uh, John is 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 laying it on pretty thick with this uh, retirement stuff on he IG. I, I still don't believe you, no. but um, yeah, uh, I thought The Marvels was a fun movie. If people haven't seen it yet, I thought it was great. I thought uh, Miss Marvel kind of stole the show. Shout out to E-Man, the actress that plays her. I think she is going to be a star. She's she's been great in everything they put her in. Um, yeah, I don't know the, the credit scene. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for people. It is a it is a cool moment um, if you're a comic fan. Uh, I haven't really got into New Japan's new um, format yet. I've heard that they're still updating their archives, and they're not going to they're not going to have it updated until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Got to catch up on the show from last night. I was, of course, at the AEW show, so I want to yeah. see. Definitely want to see that Zach Saber Jr. and Mike Bailey match. I'm sure they tore the house down.
4: Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Zach,
2: yeah, uh, Will Osprey got another five this week. I'm sick of him. He's tired. Yeah, he's he's sicko mode.
4: He's he's going crazy, <laughs> man.
2: Uh, Melter was there last night at the show because he lives in the Bay Area, and he was wearing that same shirt, Phil, from when he came in when we were in that scrum, and I laughed so hard.
4: <laughs> Shout out to
2: Big Melt, man. <laughs> out
4: to Big Dave Melt, man.
2: <laughs> That's one of my favorite scrum moments of us sitting there, and Dave coming in being like,
4: He definitely came in there like Johnny Carson, man. It's crazy, man. Uh, Frantic World asked, did did I like the ending of Marbles? I did. I, I thought Marbles was a fun movie, man. I, I like the setup that they've done with it. Um, Yeah. So Excited to see what they do next. Uh uh, but yeah, appreciate you, Wanga. Shout out to Australia. Uh heat happened winning games. Um that guy, Tyler Hero. It seems like they could have used that guy in the finals, man. I'm uh, saying, where
2: was he? <laughs>
4: he was hurt. hurt. He was hurt Yeah, the hand injury, but nah, Damn. Tyler Hero has been he's, he's been back with a vengeance, man. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see, another one from Bizarro Big L. Uh the Hulu deal is gonna cause headaches for Disney. Disney has cash flow issues. They have publicly hinted about selling ESPN and Lucasfilms, all the Star Star Wars, Indiana Jones. The whole Disney board may get thrown out. Inside the group has majority now. Uh, I don't know too much of the inside dealings with Disney, but I mean, it's Disney. This is, uh, they'll be perfectly fine. They'll be okay.
2: (laughs) They will bounce back.
4: Yeah, we're we're, we're talking about a a billion dollar uh, conglomerate. They'll be just Mm -hmm. fine uh make sure that i have all of our humper chats let me refresh here we go from lynn uh is it just me or is aw suffering from a lack of awareness rick flair doja cat to a lesser extent and i saw online the makeup artists openly use racist beauty center jeffree star products or talent on talent is there anyone else who is noticing problematic optics i'm not sh- i don't know all of these people that you're talking about i i know the name jeffree star i don't know specifically what happened with her uh the, the doja cat thing i mean yeah. <laughs> i don't know i mean of course rick flair is problematic but i just think that that's the thing with the entertainment, entertainment industry right now there's just so many problematic people in entertainment it's just kind of unavoidable. I do think that it looks a way that AEWs position themselves as kind of like this uh beacon of hope, this like light in the in the middle of like this uh <laughs> this uh industry full of dark spots and I think we've quickly found out that you know business is business and you know I might not be as excited about Rick bringing Ric Flair in, but on the business side they're like,
2: hey, this is beneficial to us in some ways. I don't agree, but you know, it's business. I heard it and saw it with myself. But yeah, look, there's three seasons of Dark Side of the Ring and we can make ten more. Like it's not everything is crazy outside. <laughs> it's like Infinite where do you con- want to draw the line? <laughs>
4: Infinite content, man. We got the 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 premiere of Iron claw this week. Um definitely mm-hmm. want to check out that movie eventually. Me too.
2: I can't be crying in a movie theater though, so I might have to watch it at home because I know it's gonna be heavy.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's
2: definitely gonna be heavy.
4: Uh but I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, no, I don't think you're alone. I think that uh people that um, had like rose-colored glasses on for AEW and defended everything they do. I think that they've had a lot of negative press um, this this year alone. So I, I can see why you would feel a way. Um, mm-hmm. But I think like a lack of self-awareness, that's not really just an A W thing. That's just kind of a, everybody thing. That's kind of, exactly. It's kind of a <laughs> wrestling thing. It's an entertainment business thing. Um, <laughs> Bizarro Big L. The only GOAT opinion that is always wrong is LeBron James. Larry Bird and Michael Jordan would make him cry. <laughs> in any one-on-one he would never win uh mickey d games of course <laughs> <At> <laughs> aw incorporating doge in a rap game is giving a well-needed shot of vibes yeah i agree um you know how i feel about this guy he's not he's not my he said yeah i agree you know how i feel about this guy this guy's not this guy's not, the, guy's not the goat man he's not jordan is jordan's better than him i i man i i feel like it's a little bit disrespectful to kobe to just act like that this guy just jumped over kobe man like but that's
2: just my opinion. No. Jordan's number one for me. I don't care. Nobody's out debating me on Jordan. Um, but yeah, it's it's two it, between them two, it's for the second spot, and it depends on what day it is. Yeah, um
4: <laughs> I've said for a minute, man, if uh if Steph wins one more ring, he wins five rings, I'm officially gonna start saying this was his era. And no, you would have is. a hard time arguing that it's not. Five, five rings in somebody is and what's considered somebody else's era? No, it's his era. Mm-hmm. You can't I say think. that he won five rings in the LeBron era and be like, nah,
2: no, it's his era. <laughs> no, Steph is definitely up there. He's definitely top five. He changed the whole game. Like I saw it with my own eyes, like the game of basketball change. So yeah. like, yeah. If different. if he
4: won more one ring, gets out of here. And I mean you can make an argument for him already, but he won more one more ring. It's it's definite.
2: Let's get that, Steph. A couple more Super Chats. Will Chisholm says, let's be real. John Cena will answer if he can do the show. Yeah, if Cena can get it around, he definitely will pull up no matter what. (laughs) SAG don't got nothing to do with it. And then Ronald Hollick says, do you think Mercedes vs. Julia takes place at Stardom Wrestle Kingdom date show for uh, for the January 4th show? Or will Mayu challenge for the IWGP women's title at the show? Because they're doing a show the same day as Wrestle Kingdom like earlier yeah. in the day. That's kind Mayu's, of my good the champion. Why would she be challenging for the IWGP belt? Oh, she said, who will challenge Mayves? Sorry. I got it.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I'm curious to see what they do with that show. Um, I still think it's a missed opportunity to not have the stardom women on Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that hopefully that's not a annual thing. Hopefully somebody will end up on that card. Um, and I think Julia makes a lot of sense. Julia was, I believe, on the first stardom, she was she was one of the stardom women that was on the first match for Wrestle Kingdom, that mm-hmm. was on the pre-show, that was the dark match. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's done a few of those now, so I can see her being there. Uh, the audience should her, know her at this point. Um, I don't know, it makes sense. It makes sense for that to be the Wrestle Kingdom match, but as of now, they haven't announced a, a IWGP women's title match for that show. They should. Um, yes.
2: Like, I like this. I like what they're doing, but I think that is kind of a better representation, having at least one match on the big show. But, I mean, you know, politics
1: as usual. uh,
4: Yeah, I I don't know who's going to challenge Mayu. I think it's a shame that that belt started so hot and it's lost a lot of momentum because they (laughs) kind of established another belt that kind of serves the same purpose. So I don't Mm -hmm. really get it, but... I don't know, man. Hopefully, Maya gets a, a big match for that that show. Um, right now, I'm not sure it'll be. Right. Um, I did see Athena saying that she would be
2: interested. I think that match makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Will Chisholm also says, here's how you know Julia's going to WWE when Stardom starts getting them titles off of her. <laughs> yep. WWE's going to offer her a giant bag, you guys. Just yes, know. they are. And Will Ospreay, that was another like Of, of course is interested in Will Ospreay Why are people acting like that's some crazy thing It's fucking Will Ospreay
4: Yeah
2: That's all of them Appreciate y'all for submitting super chats Appreciate y'all for submitting number chats Appreciate y'all for everything man, y'all are super dope As always um,
4: Yeah, I guess the last thing we have to Talk about is how uh, Ari Emanuel, you know, successfully Pulled the bait and switch on Vince, <laughs> <at> Vince. <laughs> Vince is
2: selling Successfully, a big
4: tastefully, ch- man, crazy. Yeah, Vince is selling a big stuck a big uh, chunk of his stakes uh stock. Why am I stammering all over? <laughs> Vince is uh is selling a big chunk of his stock this week. I believe he's selling 8.4 million of his mm-hmm. uh Let me get the official amount in front of me so I'm yeah, not Yeah, I think it's
2: 8.4, a lot of They really got this old man, Phil.
4: Got him. They uh, saw him coming. Ari, Ari was like, all right, man, look, you know, come on in. We want, uh, we want Vince. Uh, we, we want him to be a big part of, uh, uh, of the vision uh, behind this company when we bring him in. And then all of a sudden it was like, ah, well, you know, that Vince guy, we do want him. Yeah, I was like, hey, <laughs> hey, got this sale. And I mean, how this went, of course, if people don't remember is that um, when they were first uh, initiating the sale. Vince was like, I don't want to sell to anybody that doesn't understand that I'm it's a package division. deal. If mm-hmm. you break, if you if you buy WWE, I'm coming with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they bought, and right afterward, they were like, Uh, Vince is a detriment, we want that guy.
2: What did they say in that in the, that official form that he's a risk factor?
1: Yes,
4: <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, the official amount is right. Vince's plans to sell 8.4 million shares in TKO, which is valued at $700 million. Oh, um, my God. That is nearly 25% of the current holdings in the company. Um, so, you know, when you hear that, that definitely seems like they're diluting, you know, his control and his voting mm-hmm. power over there. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I can't say that we know the truth behind why that's happening, but I don't think it's a coincidence that Ari (laughs) said what he said, and now all of a sudden this is happening. That's a big, big chunk of
2: stock. 8.4 million um, shares. It's a lot of stock.
3: Um, um, It it must
2: be pretty wild for Vince. Like, man, Phil, my entire life, my entire wrestling fandom has been Vince McMahon in the WWE. His business, holding his dealings, all the stuff surrounded that and for him the the pizza somebody out pizza the hut and that's like <laughs> i've never seen the pizza get out hutted and it finally did and for him to already to be kind of like stunting on it because he like made a deal to like he's making like it's not just like they took his company and we're like we're doing making it this like no they're take they took his company and they're making it even bigger than he Could have imagined it must be crazy to watch from the outside. It feels like he's on the outside now. And your son in law, or whatever position he's in at this position, is like leading the creative thing. Like, you're out of here, we got you.
4: Yeah, no, nah, definitely got um, uh, bigger slime came in the building and outslimed you. Bro, <laughs> um, <laughs> <He got out-slimed. laughs> well, definitely got outslimed and. Ari was just like, nah, man. You know, we're we're making more money. All of a sudden, it's we're going worldwide. We're doing what Nikon has already said he wanted to do. We're announcing shows in Australia. We are out of here. We're out of here. <laughs> we're, and, and so, and then on top of that, like when you look at the product, this is definitely Triple H book stuff. Like, oh yeah. nah, putting putting EO and Kyrie and Oscar <laughs> together is definitely Triple H's
2: move. That that has Triple H written all over it. One million percent. I could not see Vince McMahon being. I'm seeing Tozawa on i I'm like, th- this man is... is at home, big bro. He is not bro, at these shows.
4: <laughs> we got we got a, uh, we got Nakamura versus Tozawa on TV. Yeah. I mean, even the main event of Raw, like Sammy versus uh Rollins, that's right. That that's a triple H main event,
2: bro. <laughs> I mean, that's triple H main event as hell. So yeah, it's I mean, like we're yeah. seeing it with our eyes. That's what's even crazier about it. So it's like I still can't believe it that Vince McMahon isn't The leader of that company but it's been really exciting to see all these developments it's hilarious
4: (laughs) it is crazy because i mean we went through like so many different um peaks and valleys with this like we went from him retiring then he's coming Mm -hmm. back and it's like all right we're selling but i Mm -hmm. like i couldn't even imagine you know a world where he's selling and he's not a big part and then he's just like oh well i'm part of the sale and it's like oh man we're never getting rid of this guy <laughs> um and then you know ari was like ha 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 yes we are
2: <laughs> you thought <laughs> You thought we are getting
4: rid of this guy
0: <laughs> actually
2: uh remember when i told you we wanted him to be our mascot he's kind of a risk factor like let's switch this up right <laughs> it's crazy man his company but the somebody out pizza the head. and i got to respect that man because this company for so we've been hearing for a lot of years that oh the potentially they're gonna sell they're gonna do this you're gonna do this and i always thought they would never sell because no one's gonna be able to get this guy out but somebody did it and shout out to him shout out to nick Khan, shout out to triple h they all uh made this happen it's yeah it,
4: it's i mean the fact that like you don't hear nothing from steph no more like you don't hear it's definitely to nothing no more um It's basically just like Nick Khan is is, uh, slid in and Triple H is in creative and Ari was like, yeah, this is the move.
2: We out. I see Shane at least putting the battery in his son's back. He's like, look, go over there and talk that mess. Say that you're going to be the next. You're going to be Roman Reigns, like nepotism. We out here in these streets. Like, we got to get something in here because they're getting your boys out of here.
4: They're <laughs> definitely trying to uh, groom their nepa baby up, uh, up, up <laughs> and slide him in here. Man. <laughs> you uh, know
2: what time it is, bro. Hey, go say grandpa, blah, blah, blah. Get up in there so we can run this.
4: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy Declan. to watch. Yeah, Declan. <laughs> Jacqueline.
2: <laughs> we're never gonna get rid of him he's like oh the triple h's daughter too now nah, we out on these streets you know triple h's daughter is gonna be world champion for sure that's a guarantee <laughs> uh yeah man just wild man like that
4: i mean just the value of that stock alone just seeing it's like this is just crazy man like, yes yeah, i mean even i mean yeah, it's his company so i mean it isn't that crazy to think about he owns that much stock and he's not even selling all of his stock Mm-mm. um but eight point four million is a lot of stock, man. It's a bag, a couple bags, That's crazy. Twenty five percent. Yeah, I, I, man, again, just going back through the timeline of this, I never thought we would get a Vince McMahon retirement announcement. No, but we got a Vince McMahon retirement announcement, and then months later, he just was like, "Nope, I'm back." All no, right. I'm just kidding. I'm here. Um, and then it was like, "All right, we're selling," and I was like, all right, selling." Then all
2: of a sudden, well, we are selling, and it just,
4: <laughs> just like. This whole timeline
2: is just wild, man. And Vince is just like, I got this cane now. I'm old. I will be walking down these streets. I got yeah, this mustache. Like, <laughs> he's out here looking like uh, a. <laughs> he's
4: looking out here looking like Ray Charles and <laughs> hanging out with um <laughs> with
2: Undertaker. Man, I don't know what's going on, man. This is this is the wildest timeline. <laughs> I don't know man. what's going on, man. This is the wildest timeline. Let's get into a few super chats before we get up out of here. Aaron Busby said, "I told you back when he came to the when." told y'all back when he came back to the company the universe was going to handle him sure he got his dough but he lost one thing that he craves the most power plays Big Rich Town (laughs)
4: <laughs> nah I, he's still doing just fine man i mean that's a lot that's a big chunk of his st- stock but i don't even think that's like half of it i think it's nah. around 30 40 percent of his stock he so he's, got bags he's good So he's still just fine but um it is funny that like i said ari did basically pull a bait and switch on him man i don't mm. think that this means he got to come up and buzz but it is
2: wild that he kind of got <laughs> he
4: kind of got, got he's definitely in a
2: different position than he assumed that he would be in i'm sure you know yeah and then we got a couple from Will Chisholm. Uh, I think people are acting surprised about WWE wanting Will and Julia because they think Vince is still booking and he would want them there. Triple H yeah. loves wrestlers like Will and Julia. Yeah, exactly. Kind of right. on the backs of what we're saying, putting on show. We see uh, Rollins and Sami Zayn in matches. We're seeing Nakamura and Tazawa. Like we know what time it is. It's a different, a different thing going on here. Yeah. Oof. And then he also says Triple H got Zia, LeBon, Raw, and NXT we know Vince wouldn't have on TV. It's crazy how 97 DX is running all the shows. It is, man. And yeah, no, that's another <laughs> that is another
4: hint that uh, Triple H is running things. That Zia Lee was on NXT and she was on Raw trying
2: to get her title shot with Becky. Oh, Zia uh, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know what's Zia LeBon is <laughs> Zaya <laughs> Lee on Raw. Yeah. Shout out to Will Chisholm. Appreciate you, Will Chisholm. You submit a lot of super chats. You're very active. And thank you for some support.
4: Brother? Yeah, appreciate you. Uh let me uh double check to see if we have any Humper chats left. Uh no, 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 no. Mm, mm,
2: mm. A lot of wrestling. We got into it. Yeah,
4: a lot of wrestling. <laughs> um
2: Ross Agul. That one did get me good. <laughs> <laughs> nah,
4: man. people that are, are making their lazarus pitch jokes like it does feel like this guy is getting a lazarus pick because he just he just somehow keeps coming back man i don't know what's going on man <laughs> he just keeps coming back um yeah that's all our humper chats as well um yeah man but what a what a dope episode again yeah. appreciate dna for coming through um appreciate you guys for supporting as always
2: Yeah, I think that's it, man. Y'all are dope. Uh, We got... uh, I don't got nothing to promote. (laughs) Catch us every Saturday (laughs) here on Graph City Podcast. Rochester, Reg, Philip Lindsay. Best time. This is such a fun podcast today. So excited to talk to DNA. Again, shout out to DNA for coming through. And shout out to y'all for uh, submitting super chats and everything and being active as always. Y'all are so dope.
4: Yeah, I I got a good laugh this week because I saw Will... um, Post that uh, gif of of himself from the Graph City intro yeah. and had his name on it. And people were like, Does that mean he's going to be on a Saturday episode? I was like, uh, I don't, nah, think, this, I don't that think that so. means <laughs> Like, <laughs> I mean, if so, then uh, he he's on something that we don't <laughs> like, know. We did not, not talk about. to this guy
2: <laughs> about it at <laughs> That's all. What I, was, I was like, This is a surprise to me if this is <laughs>
4: if, if he's showing up on Saturday, we do not know
2: about it. <laughs> And shout out to Will. He <laughs> yesterday before we get out the pot, he called me with the blackest phone call he's called yet. I was like, Oh, I know my friend's gonna show up here for their wrestling show in town. So he, he's supposed to show up at 10:45. And so he calls him. I'm like, Oh, Will's calling, what's up? He's like, Oh, yo, could you uh uh get a sponge? You know, uh, if you're black and you have a, a certain sort of hair, there's a hair sponge that you use to get the curls under here. Will Washington called me to bring him a sponge? I was like, This is the blackest conversation i think we've had so far you're in oakland so it makes a lot of sense and it all like it made sense and luckily i didn't even have to go buy one because i had one because that's how black i am and shout out to Will washington man good stuff good times i hope you got home safe i'll see you again next week and y'all are dope and i need to talk about uh next week with philip Lindsay too just talk about it here live on air i'm driving to full gear next saturday so we got to move gravity City to a different day. I'm saying it out loud because that's what life is like.
4: <laughs> oh, which is funny because uh, my niece and nephew's birthday is next weekend. So um, might not. Yeah, it might 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 not have an episode on that Saturday. It might be Friday yeah. or, or Sunday. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, no, I I, I don't want to think about what is the blackest conversation we've had on the phone. It's oh, definitely no. <laughs> not. that. Uh, <laughs> <It's
1: funny. laughs>
4: <laughs> just can't even imagine what you consider like the blackest phone call we've had because yeah. we've had wild phone call conversations
1: yeah, <laughs> yes uh
4: but you know what it is we appreciate you as always you know this has been Grapsity. i'm phil lindsey righteous bridge we are out of here